Welcome back to The Suspense is Killing Us. I'm Kevin. Travis. Matt. We're all here. It's true. Finally. And boy, oh boy, if we are not <laughs> looking at some booze right now. <laughs> we are. Exciting. That's right. Did Cody send this to us? Cody, Cody Downs? Cody, Cody, Cody Downs. Did. It was a, Downtown it was a, Cody Downs. Uh, it was a um, St. Patrick's Day gift. But this you'll be hearing this long after St. Patrick's Day. So, yeah. uh, but uh, we but we did get it around St. Patrick's Day. So, yeah. but it, what is it, Travis? It's you tell four, us. You got oh. you got well. You've got the. It is four, uh, four small bottles of Jameson liquor. Mm-hmm. Jameson high quality uh, whiskey, smooth, Irish whiskey. Smooth runs in the family. <laughs> That's what they say. Smooth, smooth choices all around. You have you have your regular Jameson. Uh, triple distilled for a smooth and balanced taste. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we all know that one. Yeah. Jameson Stout Edition. Well. Finished in craft stout barrels for a rich, creamy finish. Hello. That mm-hmm. sounds good for you. You'd probably like that, Travis. <laughs> I'm a rich, creamy kind of guy. Uh, Jameson IPA Edition for Seattleites everywhere. Finished That's in for craft douchebags. IPA barrels <laughs> for Only a light, for those finish. douchebags who drink Kevin, IPA. Kevin's going to be drinking that one. This like, is a douchebag. I do not like IPA. Uh, douchebags drink IPA? That's a thing on Twitter. Is it? Yeah. Oh yeah, like what? Like what? Oh, are you, one turned. of those fucking piece of shit IPA drinking cocksuckers. Who's who's saying that? I don't know. That's people. No, I mean because I mean I, I don't like IPA, and I don't like that. Like you, when you go to breweries, sometimes I'm like, what do you got that's not IPA? Yeah, there is too much. But IPA. it is an easy way to ask for beer when they go, what do you want? I'm like, I want the one that's not most of the beer you have, and they go, we've got this one. I go, great. Yeah, yeah. it's not Bud Light, then good. Yeah, it'll be. I mean, it'll be like a good beer, but just not IPA. Right? Yeah. No, there, there's a full-on backlash wow. against IPA going on. And whenever uh, I'm bartending, people come in and they go, "What what IPAs do you have?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess that's those a, people are douchebags. Yeah, every single one of them. Every yeah. Seattleite. They're guess. monsters. <laughs> uh, what's the and we guy? do have like four of them on tap. That's like I don't, I don't get yeah. it. Anyway, I, do, I, do, I would I would agree to some extent that there's too much IPA out there because sometimes you don't want an IPA and then you'll go through the store and you're like, God damn, this is a, almost yeah. all IPAs. Right. Yeah. But I don't think that makes people that drink all those. That's a lot of, seems like a lot of douchebags out weird. there. Yeah, weird. Which, I mean. They probably true. drink a lot of IPA in Russia. Oh, man. <laughs> Russia, you're out there drinking that IPA. You're going to have to stop drinking IPAs in America because you got to support Ukraine. You're yeah. banned. You're banned. <laughs> uh, and then the, the final the final Jameson is the Black Barrel, which Ooh. is very good, by the way. Uh, it's matured in, in, in double charred oak for a smooth and rich flavor. <laughs> all of them are smooth in one way or another. Oh. Well, thanks, Cody. Well, let yeah. me sample all of those right now. <laughs> Just mix them here. all together. Yeah, let me pour them all into one pint glass. I mean, what it's it's like ten, it's almost ten thirty, so it's I mean, probably I, time to start I, drinking. I would I would <laughs> like to have some. I'm going to have some pretty soon because I would. Are you like going to drink. crack one of them open? I am. Oh, I love it. Absolutely. Do you want me to do that right now? Well, yeah. While we're talking about it, I mean, come on. Yeah, this is good. Li- it's good listening. <laughs> oh, which one are you going for? Put my microphone down. I've got the black barrel here. Should I put oh, it in a glass? Can you, can you hand me one? Did you say I'd like the stout? Yeah, try the stout. Get a, get some glasses, for God's sakes. We're not well, fucking animals. We're kind of animals. We're kind of animals. Fucking who cares? What, well, what should I have then? Uh, you want the IPA edition? I do not want that. Right, well, the last you one. Just, I'm not a douchebag. You can just have the regular Jameson then. <laughs> Am I? Am I a douchebag? Uh, no. Well, the regular Jameson is going to make me throw up. Don't throw up, for God's sakes. That, hear that crack? That's his real stuff. That's so you know it's good. Mm, a little whiskey for you. And they're like these these bottles. They're a little bit ah. bigger than the average uh, airline whiskey bottle, I feel oh, yeah, like. Yeah, that's I'd pretty say good. they're about twice as big. Yeah, yeah that ain't bad. Maybe one and a third. I don't know. How many? Yeah, that's just what I need. Let's try this stout. <sighs> Let's try this stout edition. Sunday morning, Jameson. Oh, I'm going to... Yeah, <laughs> 
This is for your, Stop it, making kissy this face. This is ASMR <laughs> portion of the show. I'm already fucked up. This is the ASMR portion of the show. Listen to us drink. You're going to get lit. Listen to us drink People some, are just falling asleep. Listen to us drink some Jameson. Have you seen the... Have you seen the girl on... to kill you. Have you seen the girl on Twitch who has... Um, she's got microphones that are ear-shaped, and she just licks them for hours. I hate it. Oh, yeah. Where, where, where can I find this? Twitch. Okay, sold. You just can put that in your Starbucks Frappuccino, you fucking maniac. <laughs> What? Irish yeah. that Irish that up. Irish, you <laughs> You're an animal with no feelings. That's what people do. That's a thing. <laughs> yeah. That's a saying. Yeah, they do it under bridges and on street corners. No way. <laughs> <laughs> you kidding me? Moms everywhere do that every fucking morning, dude. <laughs> mothers, that's what mothers Give little help about. Mothers and bums, America's two scourges. <laughs> Let's see how it tastes. <laughs> Massive spit take. Delicious. I was, I'm bummed I don't drink coffee. I've just got this fucking iced tea. I'm not going to put Jameson in that. Mm. Oh. I'll ruin two things. All right. Now that we're drunk. <laughs> now that we're drunk, we can, we can get down to business, <laughs> goddammit. But thanks, Cody. Thank for you, the, Cody. Thank you, Cody. Everyone, Woo! once again, take note that this is what, this is what you do. <laughs> this is what you should do. <laughs> and we've fallen on hard times lately too. We've lost uh, we've seven lost Patreon seven followers now. in the last we couple weeks. We don't need weeks. to count. Uh, what, what are we? Up, they what don't are we need down to know to? the are we down to like one, one fourteen. Jesus. Yeah. So we're, we've never been farther away. Actually, we've you know, often been farther away from our goal. Shit's, shit's got shit got more expensive out there. I don't know. I like to think. I don't think this is I the like case. The, <laughs> I think that the case is because of the high gas prices. Uh, people tend to like eliminate the stuff that is least essential, and what there's a few things less essential. What is that us? What is less essential than us talking about a movie? I disagree. I think it's the most essential. Well, thing. I mean, obviously, yeah, me too. But uh, but I personally like to think, for my own edification, that it is because of our dogma episode. Yeah, we took such a bold stand against Kevin Smith. Yeah. and the movie Dogma that people were like, "Well, I never." We were too controversial. I'm not convinced about dogma. <laughs> Absolutely. Maybe it wasn't dog. Ooh. Maybe it wasn't dogma. People were like, well, "I'm okay with dogma, but you guys are throwing mall rats under the bus too, and I will not stand oh, for that." Oh man, I they better not, not shit talk mall rats. Ho- hopefully, they're not going to say anything mean about yoga hosers. <laughs> oh, maybe they were. He maybe said they what? were mad that we liked War Horse so much. They're like, "I don't support war or horses in general." <laughs> oh, that might I'm be anti-war. true. I'm anti-war. I'm anti-horse. I'm definitely anti-horse. But that'd I'm be even so weird if there's just a whole bunch of people out there that are like. So anti Warhorse the movie, like yeah. just like fuck that. I warned you, movie. No, but not like not like passively anti, like they don't know what it is or they don't remember right. it. But like actively, like no, I hate the movie Warhorse. You guys are covering Warhorse. Fuck you. I can't believe that's you. a pretty good Corey. You know, that's a good you way. Because <laughs> <laughs> Corey hated it. Once he's, he found out about Warhorse, he hated. He was it. so mad. Yeah, he hated it so much. Anyway, that's probably why we're getting canceled. <laughs> yeah, we've been canceled. Because we did a because we did a Patreon Can- episode canceled on by War Horse. seven people. People are, people are pulling their patrons because I'm so good at Wordle and they're jealous. <laughs> yeah, sure. Wordle's a really a thing. It's definitely a thing. I play it every I day. Play Wordle every day. You know who plays Wordle every day? Douchebags. My parents oh. and yeah. douchebags. Your douchebag parents. Play Overlapping Wordle. Venn diagram. I don't. I, play it every I don't day. share my results publicly though. Oh, very good. Sometimes I do when I'm. Like, you have really some proud of sense it. of decorum. Yeah. Nah, sometimes because yeah. I'll get them in like three and I'm. You know. Your Twitter feed is basically all Wordle. It's I mean, Wordle and Michael Bay. Yeah, yeah. Not publicly though. We do. Ha- uh, Sophie and her her uh, sister and brother in law in France. They also play it, and they uh, we have like a you know WhatsApp group that we share our results on. So, so we still share it with somebody, but just not like on Twitter where I'm you know bragging or whatever. No, no, no. 
I'm cool. Have you tried? Because have I you don't tried, play uh, Wordle. Framed. I do. I've been playing Framed every day, and it took me three on today's because I I fucked up. Oh, I knew. I got today's right away. I know. I just I missed. We I can't. missed it. I missed it. And I was like, fuck. What was the was second? Because the first frame was the peach, the, so that's how I knew what it was. The second one was a road. I got to uh, stop this right now. What was I the third one? Framed? I can't have Wordle talk on my what own. Was framed? My, We're talking about framed. What the fuck is that? It's, it's they, like the they movie show version. A, they show a, a still from a movie, and you have to guess the movie. And oh. You get X amount of guesses. It's pretty good. Uh. It's, it's pretty fun because I can get it on one in most, most days. Yeah, I've been getting them on one or two, it. and today I got one. Today uh. I didn't get it till it showed Timothy Chalamet. This yeah. be <laughs> That was the third one? Yeah. And the, it was like the, it was Timothy Chalamet and uh, and Army and, Hammer and Army Hammer. I'm like, well, I know what this is. Now. Yeah, yeah. The one, <laughs> the first, the first one I ever did was the was the answer was the Prestige, and the first one I got it in. I got that one in two because the first one was just like a, yeah. the back of a guy in a, like a graveyard, and I was like, I don't okay, what's that? But then uh, the next one was just David Bowie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah. shit, it's fucking Prestige. Yeah, and answering it was the Prestige. Yeah, yeah. That was um, the flourishing final move. Yeah, that's funny. Anyway. It is funny. No, it's the it's funniest just, thing I've no, ever no, said. It's before, funny. before we get too far, I think it's the funniest thing I've ever said. Before we get too far off topic of of Wordle, have of you guys Word tried? Games. Have you guys tried the one uh, uh, Wordle? It is the most impossible thing you'll ever play. What is it? They show you. They do like you know. It's like a little outline of like a, of a, a country, of islands, oh. specifically islands, countries. Huh. And then you're supposed to guess what island country. No, thank you. And it tells you you guess it, and it like so if you guess Australia, it like will have like well, I could you'll, you'll be like it'll be like it'll be like how percent close you are to that country, and like close have like how an, like close how like like you know like it said like eighty five percent. So you're like oh I'm almost I'm like I almost what, what, I'm almost near where I'm supposed to wait, like, wait, like wait, it's near you Australia. Mean, you mean oh so it's like physically near Australia? Yes, and then okay. they give you a direction, so it'll be like it'll be like an arrow pointing east, and it, so it's like oh, okay, so it's east of Australia, east of Java, and I'm pretty. close close to it's pretty close to australia but like um, the one yesterday was like i don't remember when i was like vanatu or something it's a thing where if you look on a map if you google a map of the world you have to zoom in doing it right now so fucking far <laughs> to the east of and then it's like oh here it is and it's this tiny little series of islands and i guess it's just that every so it won't be yeah i mean Hard i was pass. like and also it made me realize that i just don't know a lot of uh country, island countries i'm like uh so there's japan <laughs> Oh. Geog- geography, just like IPA, is for douchebags. Hawaii, only. not playing, not playing that game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you want to play one of those that you like lose at, play that one. Yeah, I'll pass. I lose at everything. That's your, why I do not play your, games. You don't at do all. Wordle. Do you no. have? Do you, you win have at a, it? It's easy. <laughs> you'll, yeah, it's easy. You'll do you it. have you an get opener? Six tries. Do you have a regular opener? Nah, I just I, if even if I did, I wouldn't remember. I can't remember things the next day. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have one. I have a word that I use that I open with almost every time, and it helps me. It generally gives me a good good base. I have an opener. It's like real fast and funny. You know, it really gets the audience in there. <laughs> was it the Prestige? <laughs> and the, the Prestige is at the end. Yeah. Yeah. The Prestige That's is where the you, closer is a big one. You whip off the you whip off your brick. I don't know why you had to do this. Often, like the best opener is one that makes fun of how your own physical appearance looks. And if, and if you can have a kind of like weird hair or something that you can make fun of, that you also you, made look that way. Are you That's ever going to go back and do some stand up? Pro- probably not. I'm very happy not doing it. I haven't it. seen you do stand up in so long. I'd like to yeah, see Yeah, you again. should do it just for Matt. <laughs> <laughs> go up and do a tight five for me right here. Oh, I, I know I know what you guys are thinking. My, what's that guy deal with that guy's hair? Why does it look so stupid? Well, uh, sorry. <laughs> 
All right. Remember that? We, there was a comedian. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Several, but one famously, and he, he, and he had this dude. Was he this was the like local an, guy that you knew? Oh, yeah. He was like an older guy. He's, he's still with us. Yeah. Uh, he was like an older guy, and he just had like weird hair. pink hair. And he was like, I know what you guys are thinking. Wasn't that guy's fucking weird? And it's like, you got the weird hair just so you could do this fucking opener. <laughs> you know, like open mics. You don't accidentally have weird hair. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like a natural part of your it's thing. Not, yeah. <laughs> Guy looks like a fucking cupcake. <laughs> you made you dressed yourself up as yeah, a cupcake. Yeah, you made yourself look that way. You like made the hair fit the joke or whatever the fuck. I'm already <laughs> laughing. I think this is funny. It worked. It, it, I mean, it did work. Is yeah. Hennigan still alive? Oh, he's got to be. He can't kill that guy. He yeah. made it through Vietnam. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know who loves stand-up comedy is Cajuns. Speaking of which, oh yeah, you know who loves stand-up comedy? Famous actress Kim. Bassinger. I was going to look up at a Basinger. Is it Basinger? I'm going to yeah. be pronouncing it Basinger. Just to, cause Bas- I think it's it's Basinger, right? And it's I'm Basinger. A funny, how, funny does, guy. how does Homer mispronounce it in the episode? Because then Basinger. she corrects him. He says Basinger. Yes. Okay. Because I, I actually was like, I need to remember to look up that Simpsons uh, clip yeah, so yeah. that I can remember how to pronounce her name correctly, and I didn't do it. Billy Baldwin. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. Uh, Basinger. So we're yeah, doing Kim Basinger movies. Basinger Instinct. Probably. Yeah. Uh, what's but what do you? I, I'm just saying. Or do you have a better one? No. You say, it, but you say it so derisively, like probably. Well, we just hold that. You Sometimes know. we come up with better ones. Sometimes we come minute. up with better ones last minute. I don't know. That's and basic, basic that's instinct is like fucking, basic instinct is like a B. It's definitely it's good. No, no, no. Not We've got bees. some fucking A's. We've got like three A's and mostly B's. B's fine. I thought, B, I thought B rom-coms it. was really good. Rom-coms is really good. Rom-coms that's is like, fine. That's B, like the B one. plus maybe. Oh. Okay. Oh my God. It was better than the other one that you threw. Big Willis there. style. I mean, that's a long time Pretty ago, but Keaton, that is, that's like a cheating? fucking A plus. Keaton's Keaton not ain't cheating. Yeah, B plus. Keaton ain't cheating. B- oh B+. come on. What, there's, uh, there's four some, there's eyes. Oh. Four eyes was good. Best little Noir house. Like Best one. little Noir house. Come on. I like that one. That's good stuff. I know. That makes me. That gives, I can that be objective about this. I'm being objective about it. Yeah. I just think they're all fine. And then some of them you're kind of, where you, you go back and look at it and you're like, Jesus, man, we just never we just never did it. Well, yeah. We never got it. But basing your instincts, so Pretty what good. are we talking about today? 1986's No Mercy. No Moisey. 1989. I think 92. 92. Final Analysis. Yeah, 92. And Real McCoy, 1993. We didn't write them down. Usually Real McCoy, ugh. <laughs> I, think we got, I think we got two dogs here. You guys seem to think that we only have one. Yeah. I, mean, I, one of them, I quite I mean, enjoyed two of these, but I watched it in the, the reverse order that I guess we'll be talking about them in, and I was like, oh, 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 oh no. anything would be be fa- anything's better than the real McCoy. But that's it was fair. like, that, that's a bad movie, but then I was also like, oh, man, because Kim Basinger in particular uh, is terrible in that movie, is awful, yeah. and you're just sort of like, oh, this this is a person that somehow is became successful despite a complete lack of... Uh, talent whatsoever, and then and then of course to watch the other two is like, oh no, of course she oh, she's fine. Yeah. She's, she can yeah, do yeah, yeah. stuff. Yeah, but it's such a bad performance <laughs> that you're just like, well, this person clearly can't do any of this ever. There's a lot wrong with that movie, which yeah. we'll get to. We'll, we'll get, get to that, that later. Let's start though with 1986's No Mercy. It's over. What's over? Life, my friend. From what I understand, she's a witness. She maintains she didn't see anything. He's a cop from Chicago. You wired? The streets own him. He's clean. She's from deep in the bayou. One man owns her. We come from a society in which it's very pleasurable to be a man. I always give you what you want. I just read you your rights. You're under arrest, lady. You've just made a very big mistake. 
soon. I gotta walk out of this joint. You don't know New Orleans. They don't even talk like us. Probably my favorite. Two of these with the uh, or uh, pair her with Richard. Richard Gear, including this one. Yep. Yeah. Dick Gear. Uh, what is the deal with Dick Gear? This one, yeah, I like this. Uh, this was. This they was, don't make trash like this anymore. Hundred percent. It's uh, you know what, you know what disappointed me about this though is that it like really, it really holds back on the horny stuff. Yeah. Like when it finally gets to them fucking, it's like clothes on, like barely making out, cutting to them having had sex. Shit. Yeah. It's like some real bullshit. It seems like it's, it's like, gonna be a real tawdry sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. It's it's some real bullshit because like. That's that's what you're watching this movie for. It takes like place. that's why you're watching this movie is to watch them like sweatily run through the through the the swamps of New Orleans and then like f- finally you know fall in bed with each other and hornily yeah. fucking shit and then it's like eh we're gonna make it kind of PG thirteen you're like what well, yeah it's an R rated movie already what yeah. the fuck yeah it's not what do you think you're making it's here it's sweaty it's very R rated there's lots of language and violence just in that it was and stuff. that's my one caveat. and then and then but then they they're pulling their punches on I'd on give that it area. an extra judd if it was like I'd be or or even and even or more Douglases too if it was like if it didn't pull its punches but it weirdly it's weirdly like no yeah. no 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 like it's like n- neither of those uh those actors who have been naked before and since that movie yeah, and it's 80, uh, it's 86 like, would have been right in the pocket for like, Kim Bassinger nudity i mean gear is naked it's in the third way you've pronounced it so far <laughs> Gear, gears, uh, gears naked in one of his first movies in the remake of Breathless. His dick yeah. is all over that movie. <laughs> his dick is all literally rubbed Sometimes it all over the film. Up and just waggling, rub, like pressing around. it against the, the I don't lens. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know how much of his dick is in uh, American Gigolo, but all probably some of it. What percentage of Richard Gere's dick is that on your little movie quo- quiz? Yeah, you're 85 percent closer <laughs> to his dick than my movie quiz. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we haven't. There's not. I mean, what what would that, that would be, be a called? good one? It's just like whose dick is it? Like just pictures of dicks. Like Let's you have to get guess that the celebrity. Going. There's a lot of dick pics out there. <laughs> that, that Wordle guy sold his shit for millions of dollars. We could come up with one that's just as good. And it's not as good now. The New the York same. Times. No, it's fucked exactly it up. the same. It's no, exactly the same. No. New York Times fucked all it right, up. All right, enough it's about Wordle. We, Wordle. we got to talk about uh, how I know this all starts I know about the... Wordle because everybody's always <clears throat> talking about it on their fucking podcast. This starts on the... this. This movie starts. <laughs> well, now we're now I we're know. part of that. I know. We're... This movie starts in Chicago, right? Yeah, it starts in yeah. the mean streets of Chicago with a. And of course, there. This is like an '80s Chicago movie, so people are like, "Hey, it's fucking Chicago. Hey, <laughs> hey get up there and go out the fucking Chicago." As before, like. It, that, like around this time, I think it was like in, until the '90s when people started actually using the accents of the city. Right. Because <laughs> otherwise, it would just be like a New York accent if you live in a big city. What? Yeah. And, and that's what we're doing and, and here. And Gear is definitely putting on a shitty accent in this movie. A New York accent. It's quite bad. He's yeah. doing a thing. All I, that really matters yeah. in this portion of the movie is George Motherfucking George Zunza, who is. Uh, who has he's given, the captain. He's the captain. He has the he's best line mad. later on. Yeah, <laughs> and he's, he's always sec- mad. No, he has the second best line in the movie. He, there's th- this movie's full. I really like this movie. This movie's full of uh, oh, yeah, yeah. completely insane lines. There's but he has a, there's one there's one that's just like that's like what because <laughs> keep, everybody keeps saying shit and it's like like they're sayings. But there's one later on. Uh, who's the cop in New Orleans? Oh, it's uh, uh what's his name? From uh, McGill. Bruce McGill. Bruce McGill, Bruce yeah. McGill gets a really good, great best, line, too. He has too. the best line. It's the dirtiest and weirdest line in the movie. Anyway, anyway but they're in Chicago. And Working Richard, undercover Richard, at a car wash. Yeah, I mean, at first they make it think like, you know, they make you think like, oh, these guys are just car wash workers. And then it's like, oh, actually, they're undercover cops or whatever. Busting car washing. 
they're busting some drug guys in a car wash, and they it's a Star Wars themed car wash, I guess. Yeah, this is a galaxy car wash or whatever. Th- yeah. right, right out of the gate, you, like the camera like pans down, and there's a giant inflatable robot, and you're like, whoa! Yeah, like what the fuck movie is this? It kind of grabs you right out of the gate, and you're like, this yeah. is, it's a little weirder than than you're maybe expecting. Super Galactic Spray Wax is what the car wash is called. Great. Who's the director of this movie? A guy named Richard Pierce, who is not really notable for too much else and has been exiled to television and crummy documentaries for a okay. long time. Which is interesting, because this is a, kind of a stylish and interesting, yeah. well-made movie, I, I would, thought. I would, I would, I would emphasis on the kinda, but for sure. Yeah. Like, to me, this movie reminded me the most of Black Rain. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah definitely. It's a little you know, like I, Black I mean, Rain. Well, I he, love he's that clearly one, playing like that type of cop, like that, like yeah, that's that a, guy. He's, he's like mean the whole time, and you're supposed to like yeah. still like him, or you're supposed and he's to doing the whole like, fish out of water, you know, yeah. cop and not in his territory thing. And, and, and yeah, scum, like yeah. Richard Gere has all the he ha, like Michael Douglas has all those weird lines in Black Rain. It was like usually I get kissed before I get fucked, <laughs> stuff like that. And Richard Gere's trying to do the same shit here. Yeah, yeah, and he, he they're both like kind of almost irredeemable assholes, right? And yeah. they're supposedly supposed to see them get redeemed over the course of their adventure. Right. I couldn't figure out why Kim Basinger wants to have sex with Richard Gere in this movie, though, because he's like just a tremendous prick who's not very nice to her. Yeah, he's, he's, no, he fucking hits her. Yeah. He I, likes. He like as soon as he hits her, I'm like, well, don't fuck that guy. Yeah. Well, it was pointed I mean, out while we were watching it that it was like this might be the nicest that a man has ever that's, been. Yeah, to her that's character. what I was gonna say. It's I like mean, he is an absolute piece of shit. She is. I think she is technically owned by a her mom's yeah. mom. Boss. Who's, she was sold to him by her mom. Yeah, exactly. So. And I think there's something going on with that too, like because the. the they're very clearly making Richard Gere like have like shitty issues with women. Yeah, yeah. He's like he's misogynist and stuff. And then they're pairing him with a woman who's had it like possibly worse than anyone. Yeah. As far as her relationships with men are concerned, there's something. They they don't hit it it's too hard gross. though. There's definitely some gross stuff going on there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's. I guess so. Yeah, I guess arguably he's the nicest man she's ever met. <laughs> I mean, it's possible. <laughs> her, uh, she, she is. I mean, we'll well. We'll get to it later, but like they basically, Richard Gere gets it gets into this scrape with these people he's trying to bust in Chicago. They end up like smashing into the inflatable robot at the uh, car wash, and then the, uh, the the car wash sues the cops. Yeah. For like a surprising amount it's of like money, thirty thousand dollars or yeah. something like that. <laughs> this fucking uh, inflatable thing costing us ninety thousand dollars. You're off the case, Richard Gear. What about my results, Chief? And no. Then, and then Richard Gear's got a partner, and the partner is like, it's just pri- as just primo, like, I sure hope I don't get killed. Yeah, Jesus, I mean, he's like, have this to, guy has like, so much like, I'm gonna get killed <laughs> written all over him. Even he's before got, he says he killed. has a wife and shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's got. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get killed. Energy. Well, like, I mean, right from the start, you're like, you're like, who's this guy? He's dead. He's so dead. He, I don't want to. Uh, he has George Zunza in a cop movie energy. Like, I was like, wait, that's not George Zunza, but he's in this just because, yeah, like, because he's, yeah. he's like, he's Douglas's partner in Basic Instinct with the same deal where you're like, this guy's not gonna make it. But John Zunza makes it most he's of the, the way f- through Basic Instinct. That's true. He gets he, he, makes, ma- he makes it pretty this far. This guy, this is a guy <laughs> where you see him in the first scene, and you go like, okay, this guy's gonna be dead 15 minutes from now, yeah. and that's gonna precipitate gonna, the entire exactly. Yeah, yeah. And sure enough, that's what happens. But uh, yeah. he but definitely he, has big dead partner energy. The whole it's, it's quite something what happens to his partner too. Like we get we don't really see it, but then we we get some fantastic details mm-hmm. about. There's a whole like convoluted because they arrest the guy and they don't but they don't have him on anything except like this drug possession thing. But they can get him some. But they're like, what do you have for us? And he's like, there's this 
they hired me to kill a guy. Yeah, they hired me to do a hit like, on do a they, dude. Do they know who you are? Like, no. So Richard Gere and his partner go undercover. They really run an audible here. Entirely, like, entirely, entirely their own books. volition. Yes, pretending to be hitman, and they meet up with uh, Terry Kinney. It's Terry Kinney from again. from Oxygen, <laughs> from your favorite movie, <laughs> from, Oxygen, and and the firm. Yes, and the firm. Um, and, and Oz. He, and he's got uh, the word from Oz. <laughs> and he's got uh, Kim Basinger with him. For some reason, and Richard Gere is like, "Hachi machi, <laughs> stop the press." Who is that? No, but, but mostly he's just very shitty to her. Yes, he's, he's immediately like completely smitten, and then also like slut shaming. What the fuck her. is this? What the fuck is this well, woman also, doing? Well, she's also, got, though, she's got born to the screw tattooed on her forehead. Yeah, that's the first thing he says about her. Yeah. The, the, well, she's well, the, there. Because the guy that they got the tip from is like, I don't know who it is, but he's got a really hot lady with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he, they go to the restaurant where they're supposed to meet, and they're like, he's not here. She's got a tattoo. There, there aren't any hot babes here yet. She's a lady with a tattoo. Yeah, she's got a tattoo on her, of a on her shoulder. Of a parrot. Like a blue parrot. Which comes up. There's a funny thing that someone says about this parrot tattoo later on. Anyway, so they they go undercover and pretend to be hitmen and very uh, briefly. For, very briefly. <laughs> then, then what they a misbegotten operation this is. This also there's a chase scene that's that's pretty good that yeah. ends with uh, ends with Richard Gere hiding out in some cows and the bad guys just leaving, which is my which is so funny. <laughs> well, first the bad guys they, like, shoot a bunch of cows. Yeah, but also they just like but then they just go like they don't like wait for him to come out of there or like whatever they just go like eh let's just go yeah, he learned his lesson or whatever <laughs> I don't know what they're let's go kill his it's partner just, it was just funny for like for like these guys immediately being set up as like look at these fucking badass dudes with machine guns and stuff and then they're like eh we don't need to like actually follow through yeah. like these guys aren't gonna be too tough for him to beat the rest <laughs> of the movie I don't think they can't follow through on killing you and they don't later too. They also don't follow through later when they're chasing him. Yeah, things are a little easier in New Orleans. It's easy. You know, it's the they're big always easy. taking it. Yeah, it's the big easy. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Ah, it's fine. It's like, too hot out. Yeah, they, and well, when they're in Chicago, they're like, it's too cold. Let's get back. Inside. Let's get the hell out of here. Uh, yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, his we shot a couple cows. We're good. Oh, there's a part where they rocket. They do rocket launcher Terry Kinney, who can't work a seatbelt. Oh, very important. <laughs> That's a really funny scene. Where he's like, get out of the car. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't, I can't buckle like, my seatbelt. <laughs> Fucking so, Ralph Nader, you son of a bitch! Sophie made a joke. She's like, she he needs one of those ladies, that, like the flight attendants, there, yeah. like uh, showing him how to use a seatbelt. In case you didn't pick up that we pointed at, in case you didn't pick up that the, there is a goddamn rocket launcher, like in the first fifteen minutes of this movie, yeah. which is like an a, a immediate way to get in my good graces. It's surprising, Very funny. especially if it's a movie like this with Richard Gere and Kim Basinger, and you're like, probably not going to be a rocket. Probably launcher, not, not. At a- least not in the first fifteen minutes. Then uh, there sure is. Meanwhile, his partner is waiting at the hotel with Kim Basinger. You know, waiting for him to to return with information or yeah. whatever. You know, and uh, then the bad guys instead come back and then they uh, they kill they, his they kill him. Although we don't get to see what happens well, to him. All we see we, is he, he, get, he see he gets stabbed. We see him get well, stabbed. Well, but we see him get stabbed. But we also see like, that he's like cutting him. That yeah, he's yeah. like gutting him. Yeah. We yeah. hear later. We see Richard Gere show up and see yeah. his. But we see like kind of like his legs and yeah. like, like, some pool oh, of blood, no. and you can't really oh, see it. No, we hear man. later what what it happened, and you have to assume because it. It's either it's either like someone just saying a very we- weirdly specific metaphor, or literally this is what happened. No, I think that's what happened. I do too. Uh, let's see line? if I can find the line here. Uh, I'm take? looking for the bat. This and this is like yeah. 40 minutes after we see this too, where we go like, oh <laughs> shit, <laughs> is that what happened? Because <laughs> it's not brought up until this point where he's where Richard Gere is now in New Orleans, like on the warpath, and he's like, "I'm looking for the bastard who gutted my partner and tied his intestines around his neck." Wow. Yeah, and part of me was like, "Well, I would have liked to have seen that." Yeah. And also, like, <laughs> gross, of. weird. What? 
And then the other, because you have to assume, because the there were other bad guys there. So, like, these guys and Kim Basinger just watched while this guy, like, killed his, cut his partner's guts out, waited for him to die, I guess, or didn't, and then, like, took his guts out, wrapped his intestines around his neck. Yeah, good. Presumably, like, then had to, Voila. Presumably had to go, Voila. like, wash his hands at least, or maybe take a whole, <laughs> I got to take a whole shower now. The place <laughs> smells like shit. Oh, you know, yeah. just like a gutted dude. Like, and these people ever, have to just ever, gotta, hang out, place, you know, I wish I, wish I could. go to a place that has that gutted dude like smell? Hang out with a... Yeah, I'm in one right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's true, though. Uh, you know, but his, his, his henchmen are like, I wish I would have hooked up with a different bad guy. Maybe one that was... Why didn't we just kill him? This is so much work. Yeah, to tie it around his neck. I mean, it looks good. It's like in a bow and everything. Hey, but, if uh, we're going to get this guy's <laughs> partner to come back, to come get vengeance on us, we have to really have make to really, a point. Yeah, we have to make an impression. So then we got to get this movie started. Yeah, so then he's on... So then, like Travis said, he's on a warpath to, to New Orleans. He's going to... Goes to gonna, New Orleans. He's going to find Of course, him. it's off book. It's off book. Zunza doesn't want him to do it. First, he goes to uh, Zunza Anarchy. Zunza Anarchy. Zunza Anarchy. Absolutely. <laughs> Someone make that poster for us. Zunza uh, in Paradise. Uh, he uh, he 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 first goes to the Terry Kinney's, the dead Terry Kinney's uh, mansion, or he go, finds his cousin, who and is it's William Atherton. William Atherton, another, and this is great because I I was looking for more. That yeah, was yeah. like, there's got to be more. Can I? William can Atherton I make a, playing this guy? He's before awesome. we get to Bill Atherton, can I make just one brief observation? Sure, something that of kind of annoyed me, but it probably shouldn't have at all. But they don't show him in, in his journey from Chicago to New Orleans. It's just like. Oh, and now I he's like in that. New Orleans. I thought that was cool. I could see, I could see that going either way. But for me, I was just sort of like, oh, I wanted to know how he got there. Mm. He Did he take a plane? I mean, I feel like he walked. Probably. Did he walk? Oh, what if we saw him walking all the way <laughs> with like a stick and a he handkerchief? Got the bindle? Yeah, he's got a bindle. Doing huh. it for real? I guess yeah. I. Yeah, I guess but it's I just like he's in I guess Chicago. I didn't care. Chicago I'm, and New Orleans are very different places, and now he's just in New Orleans. So yeah. when he went were you there, confused for a little while? You were like, you thought he was still in Chicago. I was confused until the very end of the movie. <laughs> I was like, they, I'm sure crawdads are very popular in Chicago. Yeah. They raise you on crawdads. You got to get there. those Lake Michigan crawdaddies. <laughs> Delicious. Uh, but anyways, yeah, he's in New Orleans and immediately Atherton. Yeah. And he's on, the, he's on this palatial like plantation and estate. And Atherton is just playing a classic William Atherton asshole. And what he's is excellent it? in this. He's great. What is it? Um, Oz... Uh, Oz Warden guy's wife yeah. is, th- is there. Who clearly doesn't care. And she's like, oh, I'm very broken up about it. doesn't give a shit it. that he's dead. Mm. Oh, I'm so sad about his death. Oh, no. Heavens, Heavens to Betsy. Yeah, and he's like, oh, now, yeah, please well, you know, leave. He was I'm there, he was there mourning. To... Oh, she offers him a mint julep. <laughs> she does offer him a mint julep. <laughs> he's like, hello, I'm from, sh- I'm from fucking Chicago over here. Would you like a mint julep? This no. Is- this is absolutely like movie movie New Orleans because every scene that's not like it's at so that, new that movie place, New Orleans. It's like in a in like a the crowd. It's just in the French uh, quarter, yeah, oh like yeah. or whatever, or, or like a crowded like place like that. It's never you never feel like there's other parts of the city in this in this city. <laughs> nope. It's just like this is the movie po- part of New Orleans where it's all only, the people are. It's only interesting New Orleans. Yeah, and and like there's a scene in it uh, when he's just sort of like following someone I think down the street like the alleyways at yeah. night. And at one point, like a group of people who are all in tap dance shoes yeah. go tapping by him, and then he looks in the other direction, and there's a lone man playing saxophone by himself in the alley. I, New Orleans. That is I, what New Orleans. I is will like. say though that like. Of all the places in the world that I've been, like that, like when you see that shit in movies, I go like, you know what? You might see you that. You might in New see Orleans. that in New Orleans. Yeah, sold. Like, like, you know what I mean? That. Like it's like that kind of place where you go like it seems fake. Yeah. But then also like 
I like that. That's the thing about that is that it's the the French Quarter isn't all of New Orleans. That's the only place that movies take place. But like some of those shots are just stolen shots, like those guys hawking the strippers and stuff. Yeah, those are just guys doing that. Like yeah. there's so, so it's hard to tell which where it's real. Like that saxophone guy might have just been there. The tap dance guys probably they found them somewhere and went like, we want you in our movie. Yeah, it's like the backflip kid in the in the firm or something, you know. <laughs> That's like, the, but like extreme, the saxophone guy might have just check, been there. I, I don't have know. Got to go to New Orleans because that like is an extremely hard sell for me because both like weird like characters like playing saxophone or whatever or doing stuff, but then also just heaps of heaps of crawdads. Like it seems well, yeah. it seems great, and then drinking <laughs> on the street. Yeah. I got to try it. You, you you really do. Not only does the You'll drinking, it the most. I mean, you will drink on the street because it's like almost mandatory. Oh, like, you have to. They actively encourage you to be wasted. Yeah, they'll Love go it. like, well, no, but they'll also be like, you want it to go? Yep. <laughs> when you order your beer, because <laughs> they're expecting you to be like, yeah, I want to, I want to be able to leave. La- when I, I want to be able to leave your bar with my drink if possible. When I was there last summer, uh, we went on like this, like you know, ghost tour, like a walking tour, and you know, they tell you different places that are haunted. And uh, they're like, okay, so we're going to stop here for 15 or 20 minutes, take a break. Uh, if you go over there, get one of those purple drinks. Like, they're just like, <laughs> go to that bar and get this disgusting purple slushy that tastes like cough syrup. It is kind of. It, it is mostly cough it syrup. It was so good. God damn. That's just aw- okay. And it's just like, they, they have these, like, slushy drinks everywhere when it's hot, and it's just like, yeah. oh, hello, I'm drunk. <sighs> but uh, Richard, Richard Gere in this movie as a uh, tough guy, tough guy, cop is not having as good a time in New Orleans no as, he is not partying with this fucking place no if he would just chill if he would chill maybe like take, take it, it easy, easy yeah. maybe yeah it'd be it'd be fine he's a he's he, from the windy city though where they don't take it easy the windy because apple. it's windy during <laughs> this great scene <laughs> where he sees apple. the tap dancers and the saxophone person he also goes by some strip clubs yeah. where there's barkers for the strip clubs that's what I'm saying and, those, and guys one are, of the guys, those guys are real this is what one of the guys says I didn't get all of it but I liked this one where he's like male and female X on stage disgusting yeah. you'll love it <laughs> you'll love it disgusting yeah. And you're like, oh, man, I can't imagine anything more disgusting than male and female acts on stage. <laughs> I am repulsed even just thinking about it. Every time I see those guys in the movies, I'm reminded of the one from Quick Change. Do you ever see Quick Change? I still haven't seen Quick Change. Well, somehow. it's a really, really funny movie, and there's Bill Murray's dress as a clown for part of the movie, and he's walking down the street, and there's like this old man who's a barker, and it's in the middle of the day, and he's just going, nude women, nude women. And then Bill Murray walks by and he goes, clowns welcome. <laughs> Gets me every time. Every good. time I see those guys in those movies, <laughs> oh, I think good. of that guy going clowns. Welcome. That's uh, a good barker right there. This is the part where he's being followed, and then this is where he he goes around a corner because he's like, "I'm being followed," and then he jumps uh, jumps out, and it's some cops. Yeah, Bruce McGill, Bruce McGill, and Charles Dutton, and Charles Dutton. Jesus, yeah, that's right, yeah. Charles Dutton. Charles S. Dutton. Awesome it's just it's just like these movies where you go like. Who's that? Oh fuck! Everybody, a little everybody's little fucking tiny. in and, this. Yeah. yeah, and this is when Bruce McGill. It's basically this is just the a, best line in the movie. It, possibly, I, mean, I think I know which. I mean, if it's yeah, it's the it's, same one we're all com- thinking of. Wildly inexplicable. Oh, I know it is because Sophie said. Sophie said, "Ooh, Travis is gonna write that line down," and then you tweeted it out oh, like okay. a little later, and she's like, "See," and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." Then good. it's definitely it. But he's doing the whole sort of like <laughs> Beverly Hills Cop, like I don't know what you're doing down here, but the, you don't do cop work down here. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Anyways, it culminates with. You cross me, and I'll personally grease the pole that slides you into a tub of shit. Now, let's go back and say it one more time in case you couldn't wrap your head around that. You cross me, and I'll personally grease the pole that slides you into a tub of shit. No, thank you. What? <laughs> that, you know, if, it was, if it was me making this movie, Richard Gere would be like, so okay, good. I'm going to go home. 
So good. I I would be like the pole. The what? You're wait. You're gonna so, slide me into a tub of shit. On so a wait, you're pole? gonna slide yeah. me into a pole, and How you're am going I on the pole, and you're going to personally grease this pole. So like, are you doing it with your hands, or are you just gonna spray some WD-40? I think he's gonna shove there. the pole up his butt, and then like push him into the into pit a of tub shit. of shit. No, into a tub. Of, no, he's because he's like no, he's gonna slide. He's got it, him though. on a pole, and then he's going to he's greasing it. Personally, so he he goes and faster. he's got a tub full of shit, and then he's, he's going got a whole to tub of it, and then he's going to slide Richard Gear down the pole, and then into a tub of shit. We don't know what happens shit. after that. Well, after that, he's covered in shit. Nobody wants shit. that. You, you lose. <laughs> yeah, I really blew hey, it. Eddie, like that, you're in a Boy, tub of shit now. Came down to New Orleans to do one thing, and now here I am on a grease pole in a tub of shit. That's chaos. Boy, theory. I really blew it. <laughs> That's chaos theory. Can I can I get out of the tub of shit now? Yeah, I guess. I, no. I made my point. Yeah, I mean, I guess. This was pretty sh- much the whole thing. Probably I take a shower. I think he's going to have to pretty, stay in the tub. Pretty gross. <laughs> but I had this tub of shit sitting around for so long, I needed to put it to use. While we're on funny lines, I also wanted to point out there was earlier when <laughs> when uh, Richard Gere is recovering from all the uh, incident, the tragic events in the earlier in the movie, right. George Zunza does tell him he looks like stale piss. Stale piss. Can you tell the difference? Like just eyeballing yeah, it. If it's look, fresh or stale, you look like stale. Piss. Also, there's a, also there's a funny scene. I mean, not funny, but there's a scene too where the wife of his dead partner's like, like comes. It's like that classic scene in these movies where the wife of the dead partner's like, "I'm sorry that your partner died." Essentially, I'm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He would have wanted you to have. Well, surely, I'm so sorry. Surely he died in the line of duty for a job that he was assigned to. Correctly, right. no, no, it was the one that we just decided to do for no reason. At the very oh, least, oh well, get vengeance for, for me, please. Yeah, at the very least, when the when the movies like this make it about the hero, it's like when the ladies the ladies mad, it's more understandable. Where she's yeah. like, "I'm mad that you got my husband <laughs> killed" or whatever. You're like, oh, "Okay." In this one, it's like, "Um, yep." I'm sorry that your partner died. <laughs> wow, okay. Anyway, he's in New Orleans. This I didn't guy, care for him myself. This guy tells him to leave, but he's not leaving. He's on the. He's got to hunt down this lady. Not. No mercy. No, There's no mercy. No mercy. He, he makes some... Ba- ba- like they, they, they don't hit this uh, too hard either, but some kind of illusions about... Because he's not mentally in a good way, even at the onset of this movie. He's like a fucked up dude. And there's some sort of like... There's some sort of like uh, this is this might be the last thing I do sort of sort of stuff. Right. He's almost on a suicide mission. Yeah, until until he dis- he discovers that he's in love with a you know the love of a woman may- maybe redeems him a little bit yeah. I guess you know whatever. But at a certain point uh, he fe- he finds that Kim Bassinger is going to be um, his uh, his uh, the way that he's going to get to the the main bad guys because she is owned by. Um, the, the actor, the actor who plays the bad guy in The Fugitive, and uh, and Living, Dayla- the Living Daylights, Campbell, Yorin, the bad Yorin guy in the Living He's yeah. got a nice little ponytail in this. He is, uh, he he is he's almost wearing a duster. He's got of a cartoon. Or yeah, something. he's like a, the, this duster that he's wearing. He's like a he's like in the House Harkonnen or something it's like that. <laughs> it's crazy. He's like a sci-fi what's bad his, guy. What's his name? It's the uh, oh man, they say it constantly. Commandant Lassard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Commandant Lassard. Uh, Lazaro or something like that, something like that. Boy, yeah, he's One got, he's got a crazy he's now. got a crazy bad guy name and a crazy bad guy duster, and then he uh, and he just does bad guy stuff. He's like a pure, just purely villainous. Yeah, he doesn't like. There's no conspiracy to unravel in this or anything. You know, it's just like he's just a local bad guy. Yeah, but, but every but, but everyone's afraid I mean, of him. Richard yeah. Gere is like finding all this out. Lasado, Lasado, yeah, Lasado, um, yeah, Commandant Lasado. 
Commandant Lasato. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and he's doing all kinds of bad guy stuff. And Kim Basinger is, isn't immediately have, doesn't have any interest in helping Richard Gere. She's owned by this. She was sold to this literally guy owned by this guy. Yeah. 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 When she and she's by her mom. As afraid of him as anyone is. And he has to. He has to track her down via her by her uh, tattoo. Tattoo. Her so tattoo. So he's calling tattoo places. There's a really funny line where he's on yeah. the phone with a tattoo place. He goes, "You don't do like, parrots." He's like, <laughs> he's like, he's like, he says something, just something like, "Oh, you don't do parrots, right?" And you're like, what? what? They tell him they don't. They won't do a parrot tattoo. But it's just well, it's, that helps him narrow it down. Okay, well, not that place. That they don't do parrots. <laughs> like, they, do they not, okay. or they just won't? Like, I will not the, even. The, the okay. funny, they can't. I'm not very good. I I'm just not, can't do it. I'm not going to do a fucking bird. I think the funniest part of this conversation is because it's one. You only hear his side of the conversation. Yeah. He's like, "I'm looking for a girl. You know, she's got a blue parrot tattoo on her shoulder. Oh, you don't do tattoos. Pause. You know any place who does? Pause." Okay, thanks. He he, the oh, phone. he's got the one that does do yeah, No, yeah. The, I think the guy was like, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, someone, a parrot tattoo? No, nobody's going to do nobody's that. Nobody's going to get that kind of tattoo. <laughs> You're, what are you, in a science fiction movie or something? No. This is New Orleans, sir. This is fucking New Orleans. This is New Orleans. We take our tattoos very seriously yeah. here. A cockatiel, <laughs> sure. Full face skull tattoo, yes. Absolutely. Parrot on the right shoulder, absolutely not. Get out of my city. That's fucking... This guy's crazy. Hey, let's get a load of what the kind of tattoo this guy wants. <laughs> hey, Ralphie. Hey, Ralphie. There's a guy on the phone asking about a parrot tattoo. A parrot? What the fuck? It's a, it's a very <laughs> rare kind of tattoo. A blue parrot. A blue on parrot the shoulder. That's it. And this here the big easy son. We don't. <laughs> we don't cotton to no blue parrot tattoos or yeah. Go outside and play you all the saxophone on the street. That's for Satan. Satan. <laughs> Got the wrong aha, but the right toe toe. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Who's crazy as your mama? <laughs> crazy as your mama getting a pair tattoo? Get a pair tattoo around here? They got a t- dance on your head and go cock-a-doodle-doo. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, perfect. No, no notes. That's how funny we are. <laughs> uh, but yeah, at a certain point, he um, he basically just kidnaps uh, Kim Bassinger, handcuffs her yeah. to him. And so for a good half hour of this movie, you've got a Defiant Ones with the Dick Gear and Kim Bassinger sort of thing. And I liked this portion, too. <laughs> I'm never going to get over you saying her name wrong. <laughs> If she listens, she listens to this podcast. She's I'm gonna be so, so mad. Kim Bassinger, I'm so sorry. She's gonna be like Basinger? because she's gonna be like Basinger. he knows he knows the right way to say it. He's just doing it wrong Willfully. on purpose. Like the way my just, dog being, knows that she's supposed to heal, but just doesn't want to. I'm being deliberately obtuse. Is what's happening? How can here. you be so obtuse? Unbelievable. That's common. But uh, but like I liked. Uh, there's a lot of them just uh, in the swamp, like handcuffed together, like yeah. in an actual swamp. Like Does they, it? They really stuffed Kim Bassinger and Richard Gere into a fucking swamp. I mean, how miserable yeah. is that? Not enough gator, I love it. Not actually, gator stuff in this and movie. Actually, like yeah, you the, just uh, sort of like yeah, see him in the background. There needed to be a scene where a guy gets yeah, chopped by you a kind gator. of assume hundred percent. There was a goddamn bazooka in the because it's a of little movie. yeah, it's a it's a little like. When they're like chained together and running away, it's a, almost a little like oh, it's a little romancing the stone kind of vibe yeah, yeah, going yeah. on here. And then you're like, so and you're like, in there in New Orleans, they're in the swamp. Some guy's gonna get eaten at the end by an alligator, 100%. right? No, not quite. Uh, also, the sexiest scene in the movie is actually the scene where he finds her in that bar. Oh, I thought you were gonna like, say where they she's where like they dancing got and his stuff. Partner and wrap his intestines around. Well, <laughs> we don't get to see that, so that can't <laughs> no, be their sex. Yeah. They fucking hold back on that too. They withhold. They withhold. If they'd shown me the guts around his neck, yeah, that'd be sexy. Yeah. Show me the guts. Uh, but like it's just where she's like dancing, and then she's like, "There's just this this shot of her like 
like in the bathroom and it's like she's like sweaty and her ears like man this is like the sex scene later is like significantly like the less sexy the camera practically like zooms in on her like wet boobs yeah. too <laughs> with her it, like she's in a shirt it's, just, but still. it's, it's worth pointing but, out but that, that's like, also early on in the movie and, and you see that and you're like holy shit this movie's gonna be a real that's what I'm saying this movie's you, gonna be a real this smut movie, fest well, like when this movie when that's this movie it. finally gets to the part where they fuck each other it's wow. gonna fucking Woo. go for it and then it's not and it does not nope uh, but uh, anyway before that they're lost in the swamp for, they get away from the bad guys in a way that is like i guess makes sense the bad guys also like i said don't don't go after them too hard they they, but there's a, there's they have a, a little of, bit like, of mercy there's a little the guy even the bad guy's like no mercy and then he's like eh i mean but it's I'm not tired. mercy it's just laziness really yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't it's still no mercy but like let's go i'll take let's like go home. let's all get they, some crawdads let's get some sleep we need to get we all need to get eight hours before we go chasing after them let's again all get tomorrow. some po boys but Ooh, there's po boys. But yeah. there's a lot of enjoyable, I, I thought, kind of chaos to the way like the action unfolds a lot in this movie, where like yeah, yeah. like Richard, Richard Gere ends up in that barn with a bunch of cows, and you're just like, what the fuck? Now this, <laughs> yeah. and this is a, a th- like a thing where that just due to a series of un- of weird events, they end up in a fucking swamp, yeah, yeah. Just, just just way out stranded out there at a certain point, just like deep in the bayou, and then they get they find a shack, yep. And then, uh, and, and then Adam like, Sandler's in there. Yeah. Oh, and she goes. She goes up to a <laughs> Kathy Bates, and she goes up to a Cajun man to this sink in this abandoned uh, swamp shack. And it says there's a big sign on it that says "Don't drink the water." Yeah. And she's like, "Well, I'm just gonna go drink this water." He's like, "What are you doing? Can't you then, read? Can't you read?" And it turns out she can't. Yep. And a yep. uh, fun detail. And then he finds a fridge, and there's fresh water in there. They drink that. And then she goes and, and catches a bunch of crawdads for him because mm-hmm. she's a swamp creature well she catches she she knows that those guys at the swamp shack have a cage of them probably so. that's right so she pulls that out and like yeah and then she teaches him how to eat crawdads yeah yeah they hate it it's, it's the sort of like good they stuff. hate each other and she's good. flailing against him and over the course of this uh, situation you, you know suck she the heads gradually out. you know likes him as, for some as, reason. As, yeah <sighs> again it, it's it's you don't feel it as an audience member because richard gears an asshole right. from start to finish but he this, hates but he hates her he like is like i like you but then hates her because she got his they partner have, they have these long they have these long sort of debates that when you watch it these days you're kind of like mm, where he's like yeah, but you are a whore and here's how you're horn. i'm not a whore and you're like I don't. no <laughs> mercy extends to the terrible dialogue scenes yeah and then he slaps her at some point this, and you're kind of like pretty immaterial eh, these days I guess again, like you guys pointed out, this is probably the nicest anybody's ever been. Yeah. To this. I mean, yeah, he's still so. a piece of shit. That's what I'm saying. I think the idea is, is like, oh, okay. I mean, but you know, yeah, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> then what happens? Uh, then, yeah. Then the, then the guys the, the guys show up to own the shack and they they speak uh, Creole or or yeah, some sort of some sort real, of I don't know real, if it's uh, actually Creole. They Let's come in, they go home invasion. <laughs> it's, home invasion. It's some sort of it's some sort of some sort of uh, <laughs> New Orleans French or whatever. Yeah. Um, they're Bayou folk. They're Bayou folk, but they, it turns out they're owned by the guy also because he just runs all the crime He's stuff. He's mega powerful. They're trafficking Commandant, Commandant Lazard people or something. Anyway, they steal a car and get away from those guys they after steal. a little shotgun battle. Yeah. After some more like weirdly chaotic action. The action is pretty good. I do and like the. He action also shoots it. the handcuffs. Yeah, so he shoots the handcuffs. They off, get right. separated. And they were they were yeah. attached for quite a while. Yeah, uh, and so overnight. It, yeah. Ooh, oh yeah. <laughs> And so, uh, at this point, this is this where he, he buys out the hotel, and it's no. time for the final confrontation. No, there's like, well, there's like oh, some some more stuff. <laughs> what happened? There's some, there's more stuff before. <laughs> I that, mean, it's though. pretty it's pretty plotless. Like it just sort of is a chase movie. Well, because he knows who the bad guy is, and now it's just like he's gonna yeah. you know got to get the bad guy to come after him. But you know, he's been warned that this guy this guy's 
very hard. Very crazy. Yeah. Oh, at a certain point, he 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 gets he gets caught by the cops by Bruce McGill and brought yeah, yeah, in. Yeah, that's what happens. And uh, and this is where you get another uh, another uh, batch of classic dialogue. I got that pole. So this is George Zunza. He, he has the greased pole. Yeah. Like, <laughs> pole for you. Today. I told you, it's greased. But this is where George Zunza is talking about Commandant Lazard. Zunza and, Anarchy. And how he's, like, super scary. Yeah. And this is, even Zunza knows about this guy. Mm. And he and he's in Chicago. Zunza guy. also rises. <laughs> Zunza also rises. He goes, uh, he's going to cut your hand off and scratch your ass with it if you touch her. What? When he's talking about Kim Bassinger. He's going to cut your hand off and scratch your ass with it. Fascinating. Cut your hand off, scratch your ass with it. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> and that's bad. <laughs> I mean, it's bad. That's certainly I, mean, like, I feel like the ass scratching part is really like I don't know, immaterial. Well, it feels like part. it feels like the well, mean, that's how you know he's like a crazy. It's, it's mean to cut somebody's hand off, but then you feel bad because now they can't scratch their own ass. <laughs> All right. So it's like it's a tender mercy. But you feel like if somebody does that, they don't have no mercy. Yeah, no mercy. You gotta have no mercy. That's a bit merciful. It yeah, is, but what if he's scratching your ass but it doesn't itch with your severed hand? That might why feel you, weird. Why are you scratching my ass? Now I just feel violated. Mm. But this is a real Zunza. The hand part, I didn't feel violated, but now <laughs> no. that you're scratching my butt yeah. with my dead hand. Yeah, totally. Now I feel violated. Absolutely. <laughs> this is a real Zunza <laughs> highlight here, and this is where Zunza, it's Zunza versus Bruce McGill. Mm. I like this movie. This movie's got yeah, Zunza, Zunza v. Bruce McGill. I think it's, I think this movie's solid. And Bruce McGill's being like, ah, we are we are corrupt cops down here, and we don't cotton to that. We are, oh, don't do our jobs properly, and blah blah blah. And then Zunza like, because because Richard Gere is in the is in the cell too, and yeah. Bruce, Bruce McGill or Zunza just like, get him the fuck out of here. He's a cop, you motherfucker. Cop, cop to cop, get my yeah. guy out of here. He goes, cop to cop. I want this man out of here. I want him showered and shaved and polished up like it's payday. And South Street is filled with ladies that don't know how to say the word. No. Mm. That's a good line. <laughs> what a thing to say. He says all of that. What? All right in a row. <laughs> so that's a thing that a guy said to another guy. <laughs> they put all those words together and someone said it out loud for some reason. I like this movie. George is, uh, has like a uh, you know history of this kind of dialogue in movies. I wonder if he writes his own shit. I like to hope so. <laughs> that would be the most delightful I I thing I, I ever I heard. Don't, I doubt it in this movie because there's so many... Because there's like the, those are we've only read a couple, but there's a lot of lines like that in this yeah. movie. I'm just saying, maybe the man has shit. It's very, it's very this, written. Maybe this. he's maybe he maybe it wasn't Joe Esterhaus that came up with Magna Cum Laude Pussy. <laughs> oh, it was yeah. it was Joe. It was, it was Joe. Oh, Joe. Man, that, maybe, but Joe Esterhaus is exactly the kind of guy who would lie. George Zunza was just excited to say those lines. He was like, "This is like something I would I would write. <laughs> this is like something I said in the movie No Mercy. <laughs> this is like in my this is all the shit I'm writing in my diary." <laughs> Good stuff. They should if have George Zenza said came up with Magna Cum Laude a pussy, then uh, Esterhaus would have had some sort of Salieri thing going with it. <laughs> well, maybe he does. <laughs> he would have been like, like a tear would have rolled down his cheek, and he would have <laughs> burned a cross in his fireplace. <laughs> you know, the one thing that would have made No Way Out better is if the Zenza character in that was saying all kinds of fucked up shit like this, too. <laughs> <laughs> the CIA is going to find out that you're a Russian mole, and they're going to grease the pole. You know, that kind of thing. It'd be great. Uh, so Zenza gets him out of jail. That's when he finds. Oh, out this is great! This is a good scene. What when he finds out Kim Basinger can't read? He gets him out of jail, and you, I was gonna say first he finds out Kim Basinger can't read for real. Yeah, because he sees her like not being able to read her release papers or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And it's sort of creepy because he like he's like already liked her. I mean, because she's hot. And then also he's liked her a little, but also been like, "Fuck you, you're a whore" or whatever. But then when he sees she actually can't read, you feel like that's the time when he's like. 
Ooh. You know what? Now I'm really in love with her because I feel sorry for <laughs> her yeah. or something. I don't yeah. know. It felt creepy to me. But, there, but like a part of that whole is is kind of like that complaint with like Splash in movies like that where it's like, there's here's a lady who doesn't know anything yeah. and I can just keep her in my apartment <laughs> and uh, <laughs> she's super hot and she's mine now. And she can catch crawdads. Here's a lady. She's a bayou lady. She can't read. She was owned by some guy for most of her whole life, so she's just going to be mine. She like buys she's a 100%. giant birdcage and I'm, just keeps her I'm in like entirely apartment. dependent I'm like on a me. huge step up from... <laughs> I'm a, and he's like he's like a, barely a step up from that guy, but in in her mind he's it's like a mountain. There's yeah. a line to that effect at the end, but I'll, oh, I'll I know, I know. Um, anyway, but then he no, then George Zunza like helps him escape from. Then he's like, yeah, this this part I really liked, yeah. where you think George because George Zunza has been this hard ass like, don't stop fucking around, you know, like Foley, stop fucking around, Foley, you know that yeah, kind of yeah. that kind of guy. And then he's like, all right, well you we're supposed to get, you're supposed to get on a plane, and as far as uh, as far as they know, you did get on a plane, and then he gives him a gun and is yeah. like, and he, he goes like. Box of guns. I'm also like mad that your partner got killed. So go fucking kill these guys. Yeah, I want. And it's like, huh? I want that cool. guy dead. Go do it. Cool. Remember, because remember, you're mentally unstable, like they said. Yeah. If you die, that's also fine. For that works for me too. Oh, because there's a you're whole a liability. Did we miss the scene? Did we skip the scene uh, with William Atherton where he assaults him on the on the tennis court? Because that's pretty great. Oh, I, th- I think we did. Yeah, we did. He just, he just like, he just like assaults. He's like out there playing tennis by himself. He's like, mm-hmm. he's like the lights turn off. He's like Julio, Julio, and then, uh, and then uh, Richard Gere like assaults him. And I think it might up. be afterwards because he like is a huge smug prick. Uh, oh yeah, you know, because he says something about like, there's a line where he's like. He says he's mentally unstable, and then Richard Gere goes to him like, "Remember, I'm mentally unstable." He's like, "I had to say that I'm a lawyer." Yeah, <laughs> which I think is just a funny. Line. I liked in their. Origi- I had to say that I'm a lawyer. I like, like the uh, way that their original encounter completes itself when he first goes to when he William ran, Atherton. When he, when he runs into his car. No, 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 no. Right after it's before that. It's it's William Atherton is like escorting him out of oh, the yeah. house, and he's just like, you know, I don't want to expose uh, my her, her his widow to any uh in more you know trauma. You understand. And before Richard Gere can even say anything, William Atherton just walks away and shuts the door. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's really funny. Uh, no, it's, it's after the. It's after. It's when he's on his warpath. He's going after William Atherton because he's like yeah, trying yeah. to find out. Because then he's trying to find out where people are or whatever. Anyway, he ends up fucking buying a hotel, which is funny scene too. Yeah, he, this guy's like this guy who I assume doesn't own the hotel, <laughs> or maybe does. He's yeah, like, it's just a guy who dis- disinterestedly like, working at the right, counter. Here's yeah. some money. We don't even know how much money he, gave. he might have given him six dollars. <laughs> he's like, all right, this job sucks. Go somewhere else. Yeah. He's like, yeah, okay. Probably didn't think he was gonna fucking burn the place down. But, he goes, you know. Tell him, tell him Eddie Gillette is upstairs. I'm taking all the rooms. Guys, look, like, yeah, all right. <laughs> he throws it like he's like, that's gonna be all right. You sure you can afford all the rooms? It's that's gonna be like forty bucks. <laughs> Here's, yeah, there do you, you want the other Here's towels a hundred, in there? A hundred bucks, wowzers. Twenty bucks for clean sheets, though. <laughs> yeah. And so that sets up this this final part of the movie. And once again, movie coming from my heart is it's just Richard Gere setting up traps. Yep, booby yeah. traps. Although he's, I was disappointed because she's like, he's not going to come for you here. And you're like, wait, but he's setting up traps here. But she's like, he's down at the bayou tonight or something. Like, oh, there is going to be a gator eating. But then it's like, no, the bad guys just come to they him. They come from the Because she's like, he's not going to come to you or whatever. And then the bad guy and does. And does. you're like, wait, so was he... He's not, or yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, but he does. They all they all show up. He's Richard Gere's got a gun like tied to a bedpost and then rigged up to a door where if you open the door it shoots. Yeah, he's like crossed. Put these X's on all these areas on on the uh, on the hallway where the squeaking floor sounds make, so we can uh, hole up under underneath with a shotgun and blow people away. And then, uh, and then you just get this cool scene yeah, where yeah. like people are busting into this uh, old timey New Orleans 
hotel and it's just blowing the shit out of the. Before that thing. is a fairly chaste sex scene between Richard Gere and. Yeah, and then they have sex. They, it's where they like have some meaningful, weirdly chaste. quote unquote, meaningful <laughs> bonding time or whatever, and then yeah. it's not very horny. That's when he hits her, and then she like leaves. Yeah, she best was, time well, to hit a woman. But that's too. a Harris, that's a Harry and the Hendersons thing, where yeah, he's yeah, like, "Get out of here! I don't yeah, love you," because he's trying to. Right, you know. but it's also like, so she's the dog in this movie or whatever. Right. Like <laughs> it's like it's like she's like old yeller or whatever. Get going! You get you get out of here, Air Bud. I never you're loved like, you, what? Harry. Yeah. So, so I mean, so so yeah, I mean, yeah, that's what that's what's happening there. But then you're like, so Kim Basinger is the is the fucking. <laughs> Dog, he's pulling off or the, the Sasquatch. Or the Sasquatch. That's great. Cool. Well, you, at any rate, she's a pet of some sort. Yeah. So good. No doubt. Uh, anyway, the, then there's a then there's a bunch of uh, of action. Yeah. Uh, Shotgun blasts going off. The place at a starts certain on point, fire Kim Basinger like comes back and uh, is is it her that drives her car in through the? No, the bad guys just drive the car. The in bad there. guys just drive the fucking car in. And then the car catches fire. Everything catches fire. There's a cool scene where Kim Basinger and Richard Gere are in this hotel have been chased into this hotel room and it's on fire. Yeah. And then there's a lot of like shots where like Richard Gere and Kim Basinger are like close to this fire and you're kind of like Jesus Christ. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that's pretty. Uh, that's pretty hairy. <laughs> and uh, and at one point the uh, the bad guy Dr. Richard Kimball that guy comes busting in through an action through a fucking wall wearing yeah, yeah. his duster it's like something out of a ah, the duster is the like source some, of his power it really pretty, is like something ridiculous. out of a different movie or, it's like out of a Highlander movie or something he kind of looks like a Highlander I mean the yeah. wall's on fire so I guess it's easy to break through yeah, it's New Orleans and pre scored uh, it's been rotting yeah exactly uh, but they're gonna burn that place down anyway but it's good stuff and and Richard Gere blows him away and. And then, and, then he, the and, then he, and then he leaves. He leaves yeah, his, his partner's partner badge. badge there, which I thought was funny because I'm like, so wait, this body's gonna burn up, and then they're gonna sift through the ashes, and they're gonna find the Chicago badge, and then they're gonna call them and go like, hey, did you guys lose a <laughs> officer up here? We couldn't identify the body because of the fire, but we yeah. found his badge. Is this guy still working? No, he died a while ago. This is very co- anyway. What's, yeah. what's going on? What's happening? This is gonna be very confusing. But they're the New Orleans cops. They're not gonna do anything. No, they just they'll throw that away. <laughs> One of them will just keep that badge. Cool, Chicago police badge. I can pretend. I I'm can a real open cop. my beer bottles with this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, let's uh, go watch the gator fights. Are there gator fights? Yeah, there there have to be. I have to assume there are. Uh, uh, and, and, and then that's, and that's pretty much it. Like they, they, they have well, won. Well, that's the end of the. That's the climax there. But then there's a great some uh, there's some dialogue between him and Kim Basinger afterwards, where yes. everybody's watching the place burn and they walk away, and he's like, well, "Do you have it written down?" I sure do. Good. <laughs> <laughs> this is him. This is him basically like saying, "Like, hey, how about me, baby? We're together yeah, now." Yeah. I get drunk. I yell at the people I love. So what do you say? Yeah. But before, the, but before <laughs> that, she's like, "Oh, even, yay!" Even before that, he goes, he goes like, uh, he goes like, "I'm gonna miss some Chris. I'm gonna miss some birthdays, Christmases, Valentine's Day, Mother's Day." <laughs> I'm he not like, gonna get better. He lists I'm not all gonna these try. things. He's gonna, yeah, he's like. And what do you say? And she's like, perfect. And they walk off together, and you're like, uh, Better than that. Uh, the, okay. the guy I was with before owned me and was a psychopath from a science fiction movie. So that's a what, if he's like, what if he was like, you know, I'm going to miss uh, Christmas. I'm going to miss uh, Valentine's Day. I'm going to miss your birthday. I don't know what any of those things are. Have you ever heard of such any of those things? What's then, a birthday? Then everything's going to work out all right. Christmas? Baby, can you do me a favor? What is a birthday? <laughs> can you do me a favor, honey? Never learn how to read. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you almost, you almost feel like you should say that at the end. And then the fucking movie goes out on a Michael McDonald yeah. song yeah. called Our Love. It sucks. Well, I mean, it's sure, but it's I also know, like... It's, it's fitting for the time. You it just, watch it's, this movie and then you're like, I don't really like this. And then there's a Michael McDonald song at the end? Oh, 
Yeah, magical. I thought it was a bad song. It is a bad song. It's not as good as the one from Running Scared. (laughs) No. Which which one is that? Sweet Freedom. That's right. (laughs) Either way, a terrific movie. It's pretty good. I I, I quite liked it. I like it. Got more lines? I think I got all the good lines. I mean, I got the um, stale piss one in there. That was really important. This is one thing that Richard Gere says uh, when when they're like on the run. He's I'll tell you when to die, lady. Yeah. (laughs) It's pretty good. Um, <laughs> you don't. And this is George Zunza because he's like, I'm gonna go down to New Orleans and uh, blah blah blah. And he goes, You don't know New Orleans. They don't even talk like us. Yeah. And it's like you don't. You, you don't yeah, even talk a, like you. Good, what? Talk like <laughs> you a guys, what? You guys talk like New Yorkers in Chicago. Like, <laughs> what the fuck do you care? They do. They do. In fact, talk like them in New Orleans too. It turns out. And this is and this is uh, earlier on in the movie when um, when uh, the warden from Oz is kind of talking about his, the situation that he comes from because he's trying to hire Richard Gere to kill Commandant Lasato. Yeah. yeah, and then Richard Gere's got some questions about his relationship to Kim Basinger and stuff, and he goes, "We come from a society in which it's very pleasurable to, <laughs> to be, be a man." man yeah. mm, so there's like some they they are <laughs> like aware of some of these themes. I, yeah, I'm not, I, yeah, I'm I not mean, quite sure. I would imagine end. that if they if they existed in any kind of prominence, they were sanded down. Yes, in I the mean, process I, of making the movie, but also it's yeah. like, kind of interesting. I mean, the, it's the, kind of interesting. The movie could it's like that that thing where you see like a more interesting movie. Yeah. That then they went like, but what if we make it an action? Just an action, just an action movie. It just a cop movie. Yeah. But ju- but like literally, I mean, the, at the end you're kind of like this could have a more interesting climax. I think the the action scene at the end is cool. Yeah. But you're also like. This, this seems to be building to something more interesting, yeah. especially at the beginning scenes where it's sort of Chicago. You know, it's like the the big city versus the weird city or mm. whatever kind of stuff. You know, it feels more like like a '70s cop movie in the early goings, but then by the end, it's just like nah, this is going to be him blowing away a bunch of dudes, yeah. Which is also something I enjoy watching. So you know, ultimately I like, good. Uh, yeah, uh, ratings. I give it three and a half judges. Yeah, generally pretty fun. I enjoyed all of its crass misogyny, <laughs> terrible dialogue, and uh, gratuitous violence. Yeah, I mean, sold. Yeah, I mean, it's exactly they don't make trash like this anymore. <laughs> That's true. That's true. You know, I like I like a good piece of garbage. I miss this stuff. Uh, I'm gonna give it three Douglases hmm. for all the misogyny intrinsic to its premise. Uh, the uh, the cheesecake shots of Kim Basinger. I would have gone higher for or for the chased sex scene. That's pretty yeah. wild how it's leering, this a, this how kind of leering movie, that is. This is yeah. the kind of movie should be. It should be. Should like, be four Judds or four Douglases. Even just looking at the cover, you go like, "Ooh, four Douglases," yeah. and it's yeah. just like, "Not." Nah, they no. just can't do it. Uh, and I'm gonna give it. Uh, oh boy, I'm gonna give it a ten out of ten. Shit pipes, <laughs> shit tub pipe <laughs> grease God pipes things. Uh, that's what you were gonna do. Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, I'm giving I'm giving it three and a half. This is definitely a three and a half Judd movie. This is just like uh, it's got a, it's full of all kinds of cool, fun stuff. I mean, I think it could get higher if it maybe wasn't Richard Gere, because Richard Gere. Uh, we've seen this a lot on this podcast where Richard Gere is playing like a kind of already like hard to like character, and I don't find him a particularly endearing. It's gonna happen again in just about two minutes. Yes, it's so coming right up. But and like I think Richard Gere definitely has his place. Like uh, I think a perfect role for Richard Gere. Is 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 the the one with uh, Diane Lane that we talked the Adrian Unfaithful. Lynn Unfaithful where he gets cocked it's like a perfect role for him and he and he works great in that sort of thing but whenever you, they put him into like this kind of hero role even when it's a complicated hero like right. this guy you're just sort of like yeah but I genuinely don't like this guy <laughs> right and so that makes it like I mean not in they they like you're not supposed to like him until but it's just sort yeah, of like yeah. no I don't enjoy spending time with this guy yeah 
Um, so that's a demerit. If yeah, even like, when they do it on purpose, it doesn't work. Like Primal Fear, where you're like, I get it. I'm not supposed to like this guy, yeah, but I yeah. fucking but don't I care. Literally, don't like this. It's guy. weird. He and became so, so. I mean, he was. Uh, he became famous. I mean, he's but he's great. He's in the his sexiest early man stuff. alive. But he's great yeah. in Breathless and uh, American Gigolo. Yeah. Pretty think. Woman, your favorite movie? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I guess. Why is it my he's, favorite? He's movie? got a certain Everything's your smugness movie. to him that works great for certain things, and then when you're like asked to like or like follow him as a protagonist yeah. of a certain kind of movie, you're like, no, yeah. no. So like, I, I could have gone as high as I could definitely have gone to like four Juds for this if it, it had some better than Richard Gere in this. Um, I'm gonna give it two Douglases. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of sleaze inherent to the the plot, and then there's the this is the scene the wet t-shirt scene with the Kim Basinger. But other you know, there's nothing. They're not showing anything. There are ma- male and female acts, which is dis- disgusting. Disgusting. <laughs> you'll love but it. But you'll love it. <laughs> <laughs> but your kids are gonna love it. Uh, and then I'm gonna give it uh, fifty. Fifty fucking crawdaddies. Oh, yeah. Fifty raw crawdaddies. Uh, raw daddies. <laughs> I'm gonna give it three. I think it's good. I think this movie was solid. I didn't. There's no real problems with it. I just. I. I like. Was like. This could be better. Could be worse. I think three. Yeah. Which is good. I can't quite do three and a half. I don't know because it didn't really like gr- grip me. Mm. But it isn't like too long or anything. I don't know. It's just sort of like there where you're like, yeah, good job, good job existing and being decent. That's yeah. how I feel about this movie. You did the thing. You could have been better, you, but you definitely could have been worse, too. For so, sure. So good job. Uh, good job doing that. And I'm going to give it two and a half Douglases. I'd go to four if it had actually been as horny as promised, but disappointingly unhorny. There, no there they, is they, a, a plot where a lady was sold to a guy when she was 13. It's so there's nasty, not, I'm, yeah, nasty. But, Right, I mean that stuff. That stuff's gross, but then talk. you're like, but then the whole thing where you know you get these two hot stars and you're gonna make them, you know, yeah. put them together, and then yeah. when they do, it's nothing. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's like nothing. Uh, and I'm gonna give it uh, one. I'm gonna give it one tattoo guy who will definitely not do birds. <laughs> not, definitely will not no, tattoo just a parrot. Parrots. He definitely not do a parrot. A sparrow? Yeah, you yeah, want yeah. a sparrow? I'll do a sparrow. I'll a do magical? A, I'll do a, a magpie. Love birds. I'll do a fucking puffin if you want, but not a parrot. Parakeet? Yes. I don't know why this parrot. No. New Orleans tattoo artist also sounds like he's from New York. Yeah. Fuck off. Everybody in the city. Oh. If you want to watch, by the way, just if you want to watch another pretty good, like sturdy, funny, uh, cop fish out of water movie from this year, from this exact year, coincidentally, that no one remembers, there's a James Remar movie called Quiet Cool, where he's a New York cop who comes to the Pacific Northwest. Ooh. And uh, there's an opening sequence with roller skating. Your favorite, Kevin. Uh, and uh, <laughs> it's really good. Big quite, roller skating, quite cool. What you want. No, you got you hate rollerbladers, so. Oh, I hate roller. I like roller skating. Oh, same thing. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. It's different. Yeah, it's totally new one. Anyway, to- check out t- check out Quiet Cool. Very right. fun movie. Totally different vibe. Roller skating and roller okay. roller blading. What about roller boogie? Depending on the skate. Okay. Wow. These guys. What's all next? Over the place. Uh, Sadly, not our final movie. <laughs> Sadly. Yeah. Oh. 1992's uh, final analysis. I had the dream again. I've been treating this attractive, seductive young woman. One sister was a perfect puzzle. Everything goes up in flames. Waiting to be solved. I just can't seem to get off your couch, can I, Dr. Barr? She's got an older sister who just happens to be married. Jimmy, I don't want to. Do it. The other sister was a perfect lover. Do you think you can help us? waiting to be seduced. You didn't sleep with her. 
There were a thousand reasons he shouldn't get involved. Doesn't feel right. Do you always try to talk yourself out of what you want? But he did. I'd stop seeing the girl like, I don't know if I can. Isaac, I'm married. Yeah. You try divorcing a Greek Orthodox gangster. I don't like people looking at my wife. Directed by Phil Joanu, yeah. who's been on this podcast before. With uh, Heaven's, Heaven's Prisoners, which also took place in, place in New Orleans, just like <laughs> just like that. that was- and because it's going to come up, I'm just going to get out of the way. I think this movie is really notable to me, be- being that it is the second Phil Giovanni movie that he made that we've covered on this show, in which Eric Roberts plays a mob boss who gets screwed over by his conniving, murderous wife. Oh, That's right. I, I, you know how I, for- I entirely forgot he was in Heaven's Prisoners. He's, all. He, he's like, you know, Terry Hatcher's gangster yeah, yeah. husband, and, no, and no. she cucks him. Abs- all I remember about Heaven's now, Prisoners. Now that you mentioned it, I remember because, but the, yeah, yeah. I, I remember, remember that movie because I've always really liked it. I just that remember movie, the, so. the gratuitous nudity. Yeah. The gratuitous as uh, Terry Hatcher boobs. All I remember was when Al- Alec Baldwin is like drunk and sad and he goes into his boat in the bayou and then starts, yeah. and starts doing donuts while crying. <laughs> Great uh, fucking movie. That's like, it immediately pops into my head when I just hear the words Heaven's Prisoners is Alec Baldwin <laughs> crying doing circles in a boat. It's this, very amusing to me. This movie is uh, similarly overwrought, I think. At the end uh, it is. I think it is throughout. I think that, I don't know. I I think that, that like, this movie's I think it's too long. I, I think definitely it's like too long. it definitely is like if it had been tightened, I think it would be it would be good. I think it's like totally like f- when I'm watching, I'm like it's it's totally aping like Hitchcock mm-hmm. the whole time. It yeah. takes place in San Francisco, hundred yeah. percent Hitchcock um, from, from, the, from the opening and the, frame. The score, oh, yeah. I don't, I can't remember. I didn't write down. It's got to be score, Jerry Goldsmith, but it's very <laughs> it's very uh, Bernard Hermanish. I like yeah, the score a lot. It's flowery. It's I, dramatic. I could not stand the score huh. because old, old fashioned. I, I didn't think that it was the music was bad. It was that the movie is so completely understylized and takes place in mostly boring scenes yeah. and all in the daytime. And yeah. so, like, it's a guy just walking up the steps. It was just like, oh, stop but that it. Was, that was the point I was getting to was that it totally feels like, because of all those things, it's totally feeling like a Hitchcock movie. And even in scenes where people are going, like, like discussing ridiculous psychological conditions and stuff, feels like the scenes from a Hitchcock movie. But it's like, but you're also like, but Hitchcock didn't direct this, right. so so it's like that kind of thing that which you get a lot in these eighties these eighties kind of thrills. By but George Fenton. Okay, of well course. I really like the, I really like the Classic score, George Fenton. But uh, but it feels but it feels like you know where you watch this and go kind of like, oh man, you know, uh, someone like Hitchcock could have really like uh, like would have really out of this. chewed into this thing. This guy he has it has moments. I liked a lot of it. It's like one of those where I'm like, it's like I'm on the fence of like two and a half, three, basically. Mm. So I'm not like, but I, I certainly didn't hate it. I was, I was enjoying like I, a lot I, of it. This movie lost me from like frame one. The little, the opening credits. The opening credits with the music and the like lighthouse really? thing, and yeah, I was I just like, like I like that shit. It was, it's like three minutes, and I was just sort of, I was just, <laughs> oh, yeah. it's, it's just one of those, it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, you could do this during the movie or something, or or at least maybe do it a couple of times, but don't do like three minutes of it, and it's just like, I mean, yeah, but, it's it's too much. Much. but it is like what, I, something I exactly like something you'd see in a Hitchcock movie, and even the effects that they use to achieve yeah. it are very similar, where there's like in the, and this is during the, so they're rolling the cast and the crew and stuff during yeah. this, and so it's like this stylized sequence where like in the in the middle of the screen you have a 
uh, beacon from yeah. a lighthouse that's spinning around, yeah. and then the light from the beacon of the lighthouse will shine on stuff in the background that will be parts like themes that are that turn up in the movie, flowers yeah. and fire and fr- a book, uh, the book that says Freud on it, and you're like, whoa, boy, <sighs> oh boy. But so like even in like the broad strokes that it like paints, it also feels like an old Hitchcock movie. Yeah, it's I just, like doing it. It's really nerdy in in the, in the it's the I'm, way that it's I'm trying totally, to ape these. I'm kinds totally of into that idea. On paper, that sounds great. In practice, this movie doesn't do any of that stuff well. Yeah. What if Brian De Palma had directed this, huh? It would not have been this boring. <laughs> That's what I mean. I, I know. I know. I don't. I didn't. And I didn't think the movie. I think the movie's like fitful. I think it's like really. It's like there's parts where you're like Jesus Christ, and then I was like parts where I go oh, but it was just like man, cut out like cut out a lot like trip like it just needed to be like it's just like a tight hour forty five and maybe yeah, maybe I, you'd have some. I would have liked it then. I think it's I think it's not without its visual. Style. I think it's fun. I mean, it's like one of those dumb thrillers. I, I love how I like how it sets up all the right. all the shit that w- at the end. You know, when they drive out there and there's the bump in the road. Yeah, yeah. That's so and the, You know, the the fucking uh, the rickety you know walkway around the uh-huh. lighthouse and shit. You know, and I'm, that's the I light, like that they, because they show up at the lighthouse in the middle yeah. and you're like, they're gonna do the the climax is gonna be at the I lighthouse like, and I climax like, is gonna be at the lighthouse. I like that it did. Yeah. It's like it would be disappointing. It's like how in in No Mercy you're like. Oh, there'll probably be a gator at the end of this movie, right. and then there's not, and you're kind of like, well, so right. I would have liked. <laughs> at least they did it. Like, I mean, like what? Yeah. No, no, no. This movie's gonna end on dry land. You go, oh, well, doesn't seem right. okay. But that's the thing. I, I, I like, I, I like all that corny shit. I but. liked all that shit at the end of the movie, where all that stuff sort of wraps up and pays yeah, off. Yeah. But the whole rest of the time, I'm like, yeah, the bump's gonna come I back, and like, oh, think, okay. I think that like I, I think that like I liked this movie more than I than I would have because of the because I liked because the ending won me back. Like, you know, I, like, lost me a little, but then, like, once it started doing the machinations of, like, what the, what her plot was and stuff, mm-hmm. I was kind of like, okay, all right, and then when it got to the end where it's, like, just totally over the top, I was like, I mean, you're right, where's this movie been the whole time? But I was also like, ah, eh, good enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know, uh, and also I did find it, like, like, there, wa- there is actually, like, some, some of the sex scenes, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, at least it's, at least it's horny. This gets pretty, this gets pretty horny. Yeah. Plus, it's got like two horny blonde women that are like hot for Richard Gere, right? <laughs> or well, or one of them is maybe hot for him. One of them is for sure hot for him. Yeah. The one who he actually has sex with may or may not be. It's unclear. Well, anyway, so Richard Gere this plays movie, a this psychiatrist. Movie has, has, has Richard Gere in a role that I think suits him a little bit better, maybe than No Mercy, because like I think I do think you're, he's still the protagonist, and you're supposed to root for him. But it, like, it's the kind of movie where it doesn't feel like you're. It, it like that's as important, mm-hmm. and so his smugness like suits this role a little bit better. I don't uh, think that there's anybody to root for in this movie. Like, no, at no, all. no like, yeah, exactly. It's not like that kind uh, of movie. Keith David, maybe, maybe. Keith David, yeah, just, Keith just David. because he's he's David. great. Yeah, and he is like, so ha- he's chewing the scenery so hard. He's Every, literally right. chewing on a stick. Yeah, he's just yeah. really chewing into shit. Every he's time it cuts fun. to a cutaway of him, even he's like rolling his eyes or something. I love it. I do like the line after he uh, he confronts Gear in the courtroom after the insanity plea at the beginning. He's like. I'll stay out of your office and you stay out of mine. Yeah, that's that's funny. Uh, who's the guy stuff. who plays his uh, his best friend, the lawyer? I like that guy a lot. Too. Yeah, there's a couple. Oh, I like, forget that guy, but I can't remember his name. He's he has two good. buddy, like professional buddies, like one that's a lawyer and another that's like a psych- psychic, psych- psychological a professional, psychic, a psychic. A psychi- a kind of movie. psychiatrist. Yeah. Uh, um, where and they're both and they're both like his buddies and they're both these deep schlubs. Yeah, and it's yeah. funny that he's like Richard Gere is pal around. Well, with the these other guy guys. is the uh, is. Um, 
Paul Gilfoyle from like he's Paul Gilfoyle, CSI for a long lawyer. time. That's yeah. the, that's the lawyer. Yeah, the, it's the other guy who I can't remember. Who no, he no, is. no. The guy who's lawyer friend is Paul Gilfoyle. Yeah, because he's and like he's always great. He's he's always on the prowl in this movie. Every time he goes somewhere, yeah. he's like, look at all the babes he's, here. He's, he's like, like one of those. He's a homely guy, and Richard Richard Gere is going like, I live vicariously through your sex life, buddy. Yeah. Like okay. That sure. Guy's just getting, this guy's just getting laid all the time. I, I like the scene where <laughs> they, they go to the yeah. one. They go to the one place and Gear sees his ex-wife, his ex-girlfriend, his ex-girlfriend. That's right. And then and Paul Guilfoyle is like, uh, you know, what's, what's the statute of limitations on how long I gotta wait before I ask out my best friend's ex-girlfriend? <laughs> I like that. Hound dog. I would love to. Make, I guess like make jokes with your buddies. Like, hey, what if I fucked your ex? And this guy, and he, this he guy, goes, uh, this maybe guy is, eleven years. <laughs> and this guy is like a three too. It's really funny seeing this guy just sort of going around being like <laughs> yeah. swaggering around. Yeah, like, he makes me look think extremely I, handsome. Yeah. Do you think I got a shot with Uma? I bet I do. And you're like, what? <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, Richard Gere yeah, is like I'm a, five foot two. He's got like the Bruce McGill and uh, Bruce McGill in Last Boy Scout syndrome, where he's talking about the finger scale. You know, you're like what? Richard Gere is some kind of like uh, workaholic too. It's sort of established right. like that he like th- he that part of the reason he doesn't have that this hunk hunk of man doesn't have a woman <laughs> is because he like is just too involved in his work or whatever. Yeah, know? I think he had a, some sort of bad relationship that he'd gotten off. Yeah, Something, whatever. It, they don't really I, get no, into it I think, it I think it's literally just that he's too obsessed with like his work and he's too he cares too much because even at the beginning he's like I'm going to take on this kid's case uh, mm-hmm. for for free. Yeah. And you're kind of like, "Oh, he just he just can't get away from his work or whatever." Yeah. So he can't he can't get a relationship except with the sister of one of his patients. Yeah. yeah. It, who, like it's one of those things where right out of the gate when the plot starts yeah. unfolding you're like surely you recognize you're in some sort of jackpot here right <laughs> this yeah. isn't a thing that happens and he's like this is just immediately just jackpot right out of the gate right yeah. there's it but it, this movie has a glossy stupidity to it that i that i really enjoyed that's 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 what i was looking for that mm. was that was the that was like what i was that's what i enjoyed about it I, like it's i don't pl- want to i don't want dumb i don't want to overstate that <laughs> how good or this movie is because it's not <laughs> but i liked it Okay. Because I basically I'm more like because I, I, I knew you Matt you were like ah fuck it you didn't like it at all no I didn't but I was like but I was like I find myself kind of enjoying this oh yeah despite it being sucky in the ways that movies like this from this period you all, suck. Yeah, you yeah. also have to keep in mind and I'm sorry to keep spoiling the last movie that we're going to be talking about but I saw I watched that first <laughs> right and so everything that I yeah. watched after that and I watched gravy. I watched Real McCoy that morning and then I watched this that oh. night and I was oh, like I was, bas- I was basically like well masterpiece yeah because I mean at least and at least like Kim Basinger is doing like some acting in this like it's funny sure. like she's she gets, fun in this she gets to like do she gets to like do all Look, kinds I'm of I'm not different saying things. that this is Real McCoy bad <laughs> Nobody's saying that. But it is not a good movie. Um, and it it only gets good at the end, and by that point, I'm exhausted by boredom. Too, it's too too long. No, I mean, it, almost any movie that's two hours and ten minutes long is too long, but like this one is kind of like, come on now. Mm. That almost that in itself almost felt like an like an homage to like a Hitchcock because a Hitchcock movie like this would have been two hours. And 10 I mean, sure. it's like the the Hitchcock movie. <laughs> it's like, you don't, you're not. Yeah. All right, I understand you're doing a thing. You're not Hitchcock. The Hitchcock right. ones that reminded me of most though are the ones like honestly are the ones that I don't like that much. Yeah, like, it, it uh, thinks it's it thinks it's it wants uh, to be Vertigo. What's the one with the psychoanalyst that blows his brains out at the end? Uh, Spellbound? Spellbound, I don't think. Oh, is spell, very good. Spellbound is, uh, is Topaz. Like a huge part of this. Topaz, oh my God. Uh, Topaz fucking is that the one sucks. With, is that the one that's with the spy the one. Sean Connery? No, no that's, that's Marnie. Marnie. That's one Marnie. I, I really like. Marnie, Marnie, I couldn't finish. Oh, really? Yeah, I love that one. I couldn't get into it. It's pretty to look at, but yeah. I was like, 
Uh, but so there's a lot of those those Hitchcock. Topaz, that's, uh, this, this reminded me of those Hitchcock. I mean, also Vertigo, obviously, right? Because of, of the setting and because the, of being a Vertigo ripoff. Because of being a Vertigo ripoff, a little bit. Yeah. Me and Corey popped um, in. To- just a digression here, but me and Corey popped in. Topaz. Popped in Topaz uh, like two months ago, and we're like, we both got like well past the halfway mark of the movie, and we're like. Have we seen this before? <laughs> and then we both checked our letterboxes, and we had watched it like eight months before. And we didn't remember jack shit about it. That's awesome. We barely remember watching it because, like, a lot it's of like this, a nothing. And a lot of this movie reminds me of the final scene of Psycho, where okay. like people are standing around explaining yeah. the plot of the movie to other yeah. characters, and you're going like, "Yeah, we know. We're watching the movie again. Not a good movie. I enjoyed it though." Yeah. Uh, the yeah. silly. It's, aim, it's aiming for Vertigo, and it's coming up with uh, like torn curtains. So what's the, so the plot is the that plot is he's a psychiatrist, yeah. and he's a he was a psychotherapist, and his patient is Uma Thurman, in who San, in San Francisco, in San Francisco, and his patient Uma Thurman uh, is uh, describing to him like this trauma that she experienced and the nightmares that she's having, and Richard Gere comes to the determination that she was sexually assaulted by her father. Yeah, and then he wants to talk to. Her sister, because she says her sister. She might, wants her. She wants him to she talk, wants to, him her talk sister. to her sister. He. She keeps. She also likes. It opens with this dream that she has. This con- right. dream she has about arranging flowers, and there's very specific flowers. And yes. then that comes hilarious. And he like violets. Later. Yeah. Violates. Yeah. Carnations. Carnations. Something. Something. Another, Dumb Freudian and wordplay. A, it is Freudian. Literally Freudian. Yeah. <laughs> and another flower that I forget. And he, she says that her sister is gonna like back up her story, sort of, and like tell, describe like what what happened to them when they were kids. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Psychotherapy. Yeah. It's and they acknowledge it later on too. Like is to. Has anybody ever done this before? Or like they have you talk to their sister, and he's like, "No, that's not a thing that anybody does." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, "Yeah, right." right. Yeah. That's immediately that's how you might be like, especially the way like Kim Basinger like turns up too. She'll like walk out of a darkened alleyway and be like, "Hello." She walks in and, and be like, "Oh, am I about to get conned here? Am I going to be in a con?" It's literally out of a, like a like a detective film noir where it's like she's in the shadow Hi. and he's in his office yeah. and she comes in and is like, "I heard you." And so of course immediately he's like. Oh yeah, this is fine because she's hot because she's Kim Basinger. Kim Basinger. So it's like, not a HIPAA Hi. violation at all. No, not at all. <laughs> not, uh, not with a sister. So he, what was there's a there's a funny cut because uh, they they like he's talking to her at some point they end up back at his place yeah and then there's a funny edit where she he's she's like well I should probably go or something. oh that is great I, and then it, I've and seen then that it, a million and then times it cuts but to I them like fucking it. and I was like yay <laughs> I've seen that a million <laughs> times funny. and I always yeah. like it she yeah. goes, he goes like I can't do this as uh, you know it's unethical and you're beautiful and she's like all right yeah yeah and he goes well goodbye cut to them fucking yeah and like, yeah we. you know and then, so, and then she's and it's like, like full it's a pretty good sex scene. Sex scene where yeah, he's yeah. like, you see Richard Gere's naked butt pumping and a thrusting, and like there's boobs involved, and you're like, jeez, <laughs> there's, there's boobs involved. Jesus there's H. Christ. Involved. Yeah. yeah. Boobs are involved. There's boobs involved. The Travis Vote story. <laughs> Man. Good story. I'll take it. Uh, what a scoop. Yeah. It's a novella. <laughs> what a scoop. And, it's a uh, short story. Yeah, we find out that Kim Bassinger, and this is where, like, when Kim Bassinger brings this stuff up, you're kind of hey, like, you said Aha. it the same way twice in a row, at least. Yeah, we did it. Uh, where, where she's like, my husband's mean to me, and, and you're like, ah, of course, here we go. You get yeah. the postman always rings twice type action. Yep. And uh, and and there, there 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 is some of that, but then it becomes a little different. Well, it's a little different. Well, also like it it the the one like one of the weird ripples in this is that like you're. <laughs> You're with him later because he gets duped, you know? But you're also like, she justifiably killed this guy who, fu- who was a fucking monster or yeah. whatever. Like, like, yeah. 
like just to get he his was money. A, he was a shitty guy. I mean, to get his money, but like he was also like a piece of shit. Right. Like he's, he's a, definitely a shitty guy. He's an asshole to her. But they. He's they, clearly think, he's clearly really, like one of those guys. He doesn't he doesn't like hit her in the movie. But you're like this guy's abusive, and it's like clearly one of those things. Where you're like, I'm not gonna let you out of my sight. And he even says like, you ever do that to me again I'll anywhere public? I'll fucking kill you. Fucking kill you. I, I have so a you're, question. You're kind of like so when she <clears> kills him, you're not like, oh, she did it for the money. You're like, yeah, this guy sucked. I, I, I I'm, glad, I'm glad she killed him, so that's good. My question about her plan is, how long was she doing the bit about how she can't have alcohol? Oh, a, a yeah. Year, a year or didn't, two Don't they say that, that she actually went to a um, like a institution for this like a couple years before? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So this is another one of those, and we talk about it all the time on this movie, like crazy labyrinthian plans. Yeah. You're like, mm-hmm. really, though? The other <laughs> thing is... When yeah. she was spying on gear in court to like, and yeah. like oh. Okay. The other there's thing so many wrong. contingencies yeah. and stuff. The other thing that's wrong with her plan is that there's a, a very he- part, heavy part of the plot centers around this dumbbell that... that <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, she had in her purse, right? So just that she that she conveniently drops, and Richard Gere picks it up, and now his prints are on the and dumbbell, por- and it has to happen. That's a huge part of the play, right? Uh, she uses the dumbbell to hit him anyway, so her prints are on the dumbbell. Different too. dumbbell. Is it a different dumbbell? Different dumbbell. Yeah, I think so. Okay. She got because she killed him. Nobody else was there, so she killed him. Got rid of that. Replaced dumb- the dumbbell because they now say they got- say the murder weapon has been is missing. Or oh, okay. They know it was a dumbbell, she, but they don't have it. Because then later later Uma gets it out of the safe deposit okay. box. This is what ha- this is what happens when I uh, get bored. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> I miss details. But it's like that, that kind of plot where like sure. it's, not, it's a bunch of it nonsense anyway. It is so. too. It is like it is like two or three steps too confusing, almost too complicated. Right. To, you're kind of like you could have like. Shorten this up by not having some some of these things. Yeah, happen I just, or I, yeah, it's like it's, it's kind like of too like, many things. Like I that. think it's really interesting too that part of her plan was like just in case he finds out I'm duping him, <laughs> I need to have this exactly. blackmail on him. She's a criminal genius because yeah. she because because like it's like a backup plan almost. Right. Well, just in case he finds out I'm duping I'm duping him and he gives a shit about that. Right. Like because it also could be like he finds out and he's like whatever. Can I have some uh, of the money? I'm fine. Could I have like five hundred thousand yeah. dollars? That seems pretty good. Seems Although like maybe maybe she would probably get rid of him for that too. Which I and mean, she might have been planning to get rid of him the whole time. Yeah. I mean, I, her switch from being like this demure, scared woman to uh, being a criminal mastermind, I I enjoyed. Oh, it's in very that, fun. In it's... that way of like like this is totally silly. But uh, Kim Basinger also, and, and again, I'd watched the real McCoy before this, and uh, we'll get to it. And where one of the most inert performances you'll ever see in a movie from a movie there's, star. There's nothing in that movie that's good. Yeah, and uh, and uh, in this one, she's she gets to do all kinds of stuff. Oh yeah, like, she's like the sexy, you know, victim noir lady. But then there's this, this, any of these scenes where she has psychotic alcoholism. Yep. And then when she what's does it, her is, heel turn, is at that the end, what it's, it's called? Great. No, psychotic it's, intoxication. Uh, Shit. Pathological Path- intoxication. Pathological intoxication, which, like is, f- which also reminded me of Hitchcock thing because it totally feels like, like some made some up shit. Made up, oh, yeah. All the or psychiatry like some, or like is. Or some actual psychiatry that was like sort of researched, but it's like that, like, you know, he'd put in his movies and go, like, oh, yes, that sounds interesting. That's what my movie's going to. The hook is going to be this this ridiculous. This ridiculous psychotic. Uh, thing. Yeah, all the psycho psycho psychology in this movie is mumbo jumbo, which yeah. is really fun. Yeah, just dreams and Freud bullcrap and stuff. It's just nonsense. Um, yeah. but but she like so, 
Uh, he, he, in the first half, before we we get the second half, where we find out who, what 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 happened, and we and then we get the fallout and stuff. But in the first half, it's pathological intoxication. We see her in this restaurant with Eric Roberts, and he's being an asshole to her, and he's like, "Don't you drink? Don't you drink?" And she takes a sip, and then starts flipping out and screaming at him. Well, he also in, goes. In public, she goes. He, he's like, "Stop, stop drinking that wine." And she's like, "It's just a sip." And he's like, "Remember what happened the last time you had just a sip?" And then she like drinks half the glass just yeah. to piss him off. And she immediately starts flipping out. Yeah, she's on a stairway, and she's like going to go to the bathroom, and then he takes a sip of the wine, and she goes, I saw that, you bastard! Don't look at his eyes! They'll burn your soul! Can't you smell it? Burning bodies everywhere! Burning flesh! He'll burn you! And then she tackles his ass. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Yep. And then there's a bunch of courtrooms. Very embarrassing for Eric uh, Robert. But she also, like, meanwhile, her and Richard Gere are sort of having an affair right. behind his back, and it's like, and, and this guy finds out he's going to kill you, kind of thing. There's also that scene in the restaurant where he, like, walks by and, and sees her and Eric Roberts at the restaurant, and then Eric Roberts follows him into the bathroom. He's like, did you give me a look? Yeah, and he's yeah. like, no, I was looking at I wasn't looking at you. I was looking at your wife. And I don't like it when he, guys look he, at my wife. He or think, me. And he thinks, he thinks he's, Richard, like, Justice he's Department. Justice Department. Because yeah. these guys are, because he's, Cause cause, he's a mob dude. Because FBI guys and shit are following him around all the time. Yeah. But and he's still threatening them, which is weird. Yeah. And so we've planted the seed of the psychological intoxication. There's the doctor going, your wife has psychological intoxication. If she has a sip, she'll flip out. Won't pathological remember. Pathological intoxication. Into- psychological intoxication. Pathological <laughs> intoxication. She'll have a, she, have, she has alcohol of any amount. Yeah. She'll flip out. Yeah. Could do anything. She's not going to do. Won't remember jack shit. She's going to do. She's not going to do. She, she's just flip out, man. She, she flips Jim out Brewer. and runs out of that restaurant, or that restaurant where he sees him and, and Richard Gere happens to be there. And he, she's like, give me a ride home. Yeah. So this part just really worked out well for part of her plan too, because like I don't think it <laughs> didn't seem like the plan was that, that like Richard Gere was going to be there, but whatever. Uh, he so he drops her off, but before that he stops at the drugstore and gets her some medicine. Cause she's cough like, I'm feeling syrup. sick. So she gets cough syrup. So she's she's chugging some Nyquil before she murders Eric Roberts, which then comes back in the court case, of course, mm-hmm. because there's some alcohol in there. So she murders. She bashes his head in with a. With a dumbbell. Hits dumbbell. him like three just, times with a dumbbell, cool. and then he goes into the bathtub. Yeah. Yeah. And you see a lot of Eric, Eric Roberts is constantly like um, with his shirt off because he's super ripped. He's like ultimate ripped Roberts. And, and, he's he'll, constant- and he'll always be like, take off your clothes. Yeah. I know you're cheating on me, now take off your clothes. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even that he knows you're cheating on me. He's just like, I, he just makes her take off he's his He's obviously clothes. a scumbag. Yeah, he's a piece yeah. of shit. What I'm saying is that he's a piece of shit who seems to deserve to die, so I don't right. like... So like you never... I'm never like... she. That part was wrong for her to do. Right, right. Like it's only that she's like duping this other guy. That well, she's gonna. I'm okay th- with that too. Really. But I mean, Fuck I mean, him. But the way she plays it is just full as a full on villain. But she becomes yeah, a full on villain cards, at the end. Really yeah, when funny. she does her heel turn, which it's is, really good. Which is she might as well fu- be like is, cackling, which and is stuff. fun. But the whole time, I'm also like, yeah, but you weren't like totally a villain because that guy fuck that guy was a huge piece of you shit did, you did deserve to be not with that guy and just that, just once i'd like to see this movie not this specific movie but this basic kind of movie not told from the point of view of the, the idiot who's getting right duped. well it's right. the last seduction where they did it once right and like no and you know so but yeah but i mean seriously like i, I always want to see that the, it's like when i watch body heat which is a very very good movie sometimes i'm like they should do this from kathleen turner's point of view that would be cool yeah <laughs> you know yeah well you want to yeah. like femme fatale you know which is all whole other thing but still sort of mostly from her point of view yeah yeah uh but i mean it's fun to watch her turn into like just a fucking oh, yeah. villain at the end i mean the, the shit in when the in the mental institution when when like 
he brings in the two the two guys and tells them they're their district attorneys oh, yeah. and, and like basically corners her in a couple of lies and gets her story out and when well, she thought Uma was on her side or yeah. meanwhile Uma Thurman is sort of in the background she comes more of a player towards you're the end, always but. wondering yeah with Uma Thurman up until like the last third you're always like why what is why I just why is she in this so I much? just really liked after that scene where they're like she starts like screaming she basically does like a full-on heel turn and they're like <laughs> kicking and screaming please like they're dragging <laughs> her down the hall and she's like let go of me, you motherfucker! This is what she said. Well, I mean, but this is the actual line of dialogue. All of you, you tricked me! All of you tricked me! You cocksucking son of a bitch bastard! <laughs> <laughs> Just flailing and kicking and stuff. You're like, damn! That's pretty great. That's fun stuff. And there's like 40 minutes to go after that point. Yeah, it takes Bef- a while. Before it's that, there's wild. a whole court case where like, uh, she's like on trial and he hires his friend, is, is her attorney, and they have to pretend that they have the other psychiatrist go up there because he can't go up there and talk about her pathological intoxication boning. because they're boning. So they make his friend do it, and he's kind of funny on the stand. He's sweaty and stuff. He's yeah. very nervous. Uh, they get another expert that they 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 shoot down pretty easily. Oh, and the and the uh, competing the other lawyer on the other side who's yeah. uh, against uh, Bassinger, the prosecutor. Is, is the pros- Thank you. Sure, I would never have known. That's that. why I'm the judge. That's why you're the judge, and I'm the law talking guy. guy. Yeah, but it's the guy. He he's been in tons of stuff, but I know him as the extra chunky GIF guy from Training Day. This guy had his ass cracked packed with extra oh chunky. GIF. Yeah, I'm gonna do him. That actor is uh, in he's a ton in of stuff, and stuff. I can't. For, for he's like he's just one of those character actors where you're like that guy, it's extra chunky GIF guy. That guy. Uh, anyway, she gets they they get her. Off based on the like pathological. She only has to spend a few months in the puzzle factory. Possibly, it's indefinite. It's indefinite, and that's all it depends on Richard Gear. Yeah, and and depends on and because they're gonna like, uh, you know, what are you, what are you gonna do? They're gonna like, you know, check up on her and if. Oh, few it's months. Harris Eulin. It's Harris, Harris Eulin. Eulin. Yeah, and he's uh, uncredited in this. Weird. Weird as the prosecutor. Really mm-hmm. weird. Yeah, big enough role. Uh, but so they're you know they're gonna uh check her in a few months and be like, okay, yeah, she's okay. So basically she's like... Pretty good, considering she ended a person's life. Yeah. Uma Thurman even says that. She's like... like, Not bad for murder. She goes, well, you did murder your husband. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So uh, then then there's like... like This movie kind of just stretches out too much. It's interesting because they're... I I would like to know what kind of insurance policy... She has with oh, this guy too. Yeah, we find that out where later. you can kill a guy and still get the money. <laughs> it's all in that, and they use the term double jeopardy. Yeah. So yay, uh, but it's all in that sort of like. Uh, well, it's you, supposed you to understand how laws work, right? They're it, weird sometimes. It was, so yeah. it was like the money she was knew. supposed to go to somebody else. It was supposed then, to go to his brother, who, as, right. as Keith David puts it, uh, so colorfully. It turns out he's taking a dirt nap beneath the Parthenon because they're Greek. Yeah, and his yeah. brother was in Greece, but I just like that line: a dirt nap beneath so the they, Parthenon. And so she's the beneficiary, and even though she By killed default. him because the the way that the court um, the, right. the way the court ruled, now yeah. it's an accident, which means that the insurance is doubled. So there's a four million dollar uh, there's that's four million dollars, and ridiculous. you just have you just, that's uh, almost okay. as ridiculous as a fucking pathological <laughs> intoxication. Yeah, I mean, sure. I don't know. For me, it was like a bought sure. the ticket, take the ride. No, kind I of get thing. it. I, I wasn't I like into it, into it, but I was like, eh, I'm watching this kind of movie, and it's not. It wasn't like it was fitfully keeping me interested, and it was like, oh, what's going to happen now? You know, kind of shit. Right. So I wasn't like the only times I was extra bored was during the courtroom scenes because who gives a shit? And then just Keith, gets Kevin famously David, hates courtroom scenes. Keith David thinks the gear probably did had something to do with this. Yeah, yeah, and uh, which he actually didn't. Which he didn't. But yeah, I mean, yeah. he besides like fucking her and right. like. 
trying to get no. Know, he's he's as dupe as he as act, much a dupe as anyone. He actually didn't have anything to do with murdering this guy. This is a funny scene where Richard Gere finds out that he got duped. It's the Kaiser Soze, the end yeah, of the usual right. suspect scene where he goes to a... So Uma Thurman, like we'd said before, had been doing all this stuff about like violence and, and violates. Really and then he goes to this lecture <laughs> because he's a, psycho- he's a psychiatrist and so you go to Freud lectures, of course. And the lady's like, of course, then the Dr. famous... Sigmund Dr. Freud. Dr. Sigmund Freud uh, likened violence to no, no, he's, no, he's spe- no, but he specifically... No, she doesn't only say that. She says... The patients would come to him talking about, they're talking about a dream about flower arranging, and it's it's exactly yeah, the exactly dream. The so it's not like just the violates violets or whatever. No, she just like took it right from it's the textbook. Like, it's like and po- exactly probably from on a purpose textbook. as a po- possibly even although, as a message to Richard Gere. Although it's funny because Richard Gere well, li- says Richard Gere is listening to this woman give the speech, and she says that, and he goes like, "Holy shit!" That's he drops like, his that's he like drops my patient. his coffee cup. That's like my patient, and he. And he, first of all, he leaves the the speech, which you're like, well, stick around, maybe you'll learn more about what you do, or whatever. And he, he goes, goes to a library. he goes to a library, and I thought I thought he was going to the library, and he was going to look at the, like who checked out the book, and it'd be Uma Thurman or something, right? No, he goes to the library, grabs the Freud book, and looks it up, and you're like, so wait, so you went to this expert speech, and she said like, here's here's what Freud said, and then he went, and then he ran to a library to make sure she to, wasn't to, a liar. Uh, she's yeah. a woman, she's a woman, so she probably doesn't know what she's talking about. It could yeah. be bullshit. I need to double check this. Ac- whoop, she was right. It's I in here. never believe what <laughs> women tell what me. What is also funny like, about this like, to wait, me is wait, that- Wait, what? What's also funny about this to me is everything you said, and he doesn't know? <laughs> he is, a, in fact, a psychologist. He is a, a professional, psych- right? Professional. Yeah. I mean, like, and then he, he also he's like, of course, you know, like after the, right. like, yeah, I did know that. I just, yeah, yeah. You know, forgot. <laughs> you know, you had to have your memory jogged. But uh, it's it's that kind of dumb. This movie. Um, and so then he goes to Kim Basinger, and she's like, "This is where we get the mask off moment." She's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna. I got this. I got the dumbbell." She says, "Don't fuck with Don't me. Don't fuck with me." You know, like he's Macaulay like, "Damn." Culkin. So he's like yeah. trying to figure out a way to fuck with her, so he doesn't get in trouble anymore. Yep. And he's, then he's weirdly moral. Like he really has to do the right thing. And then there's all these plot machinations. Like we had, we talked about the scene with the D, where he like pretends there's some DAs that she's yeah. meeting. Yeah, he dupes her with the DAs. And she's like gonna, and he gets Uma Thurman to turn against her. Yeah, and and he gets the guy that he got off at the beginning of the movie. From Pepe. an insanity plea, Pepe. who was a pickpocket, Pepe, who's a pickpocket, to follow her around and steal the dumbbell. That's yeah. right. But then Kim Basinger and Uma Thurman switch clothes <laughs> at the mental hospital. This is where the movie really turns fucking, on. Is this like is where the, the movie starts the last, to get like, good. It's probably the last like thirty minutes or yeah. so. This is where it starts to ramp more. up. Yeah. It's like this whole last section, and plus like Keith David. So she's called him. Yeah. And he's like he's at a crime scene and he's like his line is it's not one damn thing it's another or whatever he's he's like one of those cops who just goes to crime scenes and is like shaking his head and complaining like, goddamn shame goddamn shame he's wearing now it. what is it now what is it what do you want it's me on the phone and he's he's, he's so like great. he's fucking devouring every national treasure Keith David oh, 100%. absolutely but there's a scene where during the in the the the, the, the scene where the Peppy steals the uh, the dumbbell the dumbbell it need to be pointed out that it is, they are on trolleys yeah, yeah. on the streetcar on the streetcar and one of the streetcars does have a Ricerone advertisement. Yes, it does. <laughs> and I was like, "That's the most San Francisco thing I've ever seen." <laughs> Amazing. Uh, I, I did like but the then, scene where he where he pickpockets it from her. It's pretty cool. Yeah, he like, like he steals it. Hanging on the one yeah. trolley, and he steals it from the other one. Yeah, and then she kills him. No, he's yeah. or he, no, she he's shoots not dead. him. She shoots him, which then, actually made me happy because I was like, "Oh man, that guy died." And then she, he's like, "No, well." Well, he maybe died, but we don't see it in this movie anyway. Yeah, yeah. But then he, but then he's got a couple breaths left in him, and Richard Gere yeah. is like talk, talks to him when he's getting wheeled into the ambulance, like, and he's like, "Here's where Kim Basinger is." Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then the guy goes, "He's gonna be fine." 
And then she—I like the way he uh, commandeers the ambulance too, the the old style Ghostbusters ambulance. And he's like, "How fast can you get me across the bay?" And the guy—he gives the guy a bunch of money, and the guy's like, "Pretty fast, pretty fucking fast." And then and then they're in the they're in the car, and as the car gets as the ambulance gets to where they drop Richard Gear off, you hear the ambulance guy go, "Your buddy's gonna be okay." Yeah. <laughs> This is this. It gets pretty. It gets pretty silly at the end. I really like this. The ambulance guy the- is also complaining when Richard yes. gets about. He's he's like he's like man, that would have been ours if we'd gotten here just a minute earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or whatever. You're like they were both racing to get that get to get that job. Get that and it's, gig. I also like how at this point, like it's still it's still like broad daylight. The sun is shining. Yeah. And like they get to the the lighthouse and it's like well the, they're on the, the they're on the docks. They're first. on the docks. They're on the docks. First. This yeah. is a this is a really great scene where Richard basically Keith. David is on the docks. Yeah. Kim Basinger is going to meet him there. She is walking to him. She has the dumbbell with his fingerprints on it. And he is running. So they're both running towards Keith David. Yeah, yeah. On the docks. And Richard Gere is on the docks. He sees Keith David and goes sprinting up to him. Or at the exact moment that Kim Basinger is going to come up to him with the bag, pulls it out of the bag himself yeah. and goes, this is the murder weapon that you used. And he goes, yeah, and now it's got your fingerprints on it, you smart son of a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. He kind of admires him for his hubris there. And then, and then, and then it's funny because they're like, eh, what do we gonna do and then she just pulls a gun on them is like ah fuck it i'm <laughs> i mean mask, well, mask off mask completely. off completely yeah. let's go to this let's go to the fucking lighthouse I'm you like, knew we were going back to the lighthouse hopefully there won't be a torrential rainstorm yeah, and earlier soon. they'd gone to the lighthouse and there was a part where he got his car stuck in this rut in the road yeah. you know and then you know like we said the it's all rickety so like you know of course they're driving you know yeah. like earlier like, she'd stepped on the balcony on the lighthouse and the balcony buckled oh, a little it bit but it's, like, but it's just like you know get there faster and so you know she's got the gun and they they hit this this bump and she's like ah and they're able to like wrestle the, the car goes the careening car into the ocean the car goes yeah right in, almost into, yeah, into, into the into rocks like, into the rocks and the tide I like that too it's, it's all really very cool. cool well this is the part the last, this last 15 minutes is really stylish and fun yeah yeah they really it really cranks it up they're using a lot of like uh, analog effects to show this like white house I mean, it was this, 1992 this that's, that's what they had yeah exactly but, but it's very but it's, but it's really just cool like, looking but it's just like yeah. a really cool I mean it would look I think it looks so much cooler as sure. like this analog I think if they did this now it might look like a real lighthouse, and then who gives a but shit? You right, right. But like in this, it's like it. this. It's like feels like, oh yeah. man, look at that. You know heightened. what I mean? It's that kind of thing where like the artifice is part of what makes it cool. Yeah. yeah. Like really even like the earlier stuff. scene when they're there, they're looking over the edge, and she like drops her sunglasses, and you're like, ooh, you wouldn't want to fall in there or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't look realistic, but it looks cool. It looks uh, rad. Hard, yeah, I, I like that stuff. Uh, so they have a whole chase fight up the up the top of the lighthouse, and he's and he's like he's like making her angry by psychoanalyzing her and going like, yeah, you're he, the one who was raped by your father. You're the one who who killed him. You lit him on fire. Yeah, all this yeah. stuff, and she's getting more and more mad. It as almost works. I like how I, I don't yeah. like that that they have to make it like, oh, there's all this trauma is why you're a crazy bitch. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, that's eh, not very cool, but, but it's the kind whatever. Of, it's, it's the kind of dumb no, this movie but, is, though. That's yeah. very Hitchcockian also. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, it's yeah, it's playing in that genre, Yeah. that very specific Hitchcock version of this genre. So... And, you know. and of course, like so, so she's about to put her gun down because he's using his. He's so good at psychology, and then she, and then Keith David shows up. and was like, "Everything okay up there?" or whatever. And she's like, "Ah, you almost got me, you fucker." Yeah. And then, uh, and you know, a couple beats, whatever happens, and she falls off. The- yeah, they have doing, a, doing a real Ronnie no, Cox a, and RoboCop like plunge yeah, into they the. They do a full oh, on like special effects shot of yeah. her going. Ah! They like they, he's like hanging off the edge on this broken thing, and he like pulls her off. Yeah. Terrific, and she goes. Yeah, and then he's hanging from it, and Keith David has to has to save him, and yeah. and then there, is there anything after that, and then they're friends, and then they they get away, and then there's a weird <laughs> scene with Uma Thurman at the end where she's like, <laughs> who, who is now pretending <laughs> to be Kim Basinger, who is now going to be like 
Black Widow rich guys or something. I guess. And she's pretending to be Kim Basinger also. And also, it's, and she's like, I can't really drink much. It also sets yeah, up. Yeah, she a weird, goes, I'm really yeah. not supposed to drink. Maybe just once. And then she takes us a sip. And then she kind of like her face kind of goes, ooh, like maybe she's yeah. gonna go crazy. And Cut you're to like, credits. huh? I don't oh, like that. Yeah. That's so dumb. It's really dumb. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. That's I, I like. I enjoyed it. Uh, I liked it. It's uh, certainly not great, uh, but. <laughs> I feel I feel like I, it's hard to say whether like the stupidity in this movie is part of the homage or if it's just also just stupid I in just, itself. I just wish it would have been it had been more exciting at the same time. Yeah, like, I mean it's it, very boring. It, it did need to need to be did, twenty minutes shorter. It did need to crank up the the like stylishness throughout. Like it, it's peppered throughout. Yeah, but then there's there are a lot of but there's like scenes where she shows up and it's like a noir. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh cool. Or there's a, the sex scene or like the scene where he where she reveals that you know her plan to him where she you know. Right. Like in the in and it's all very like like shadowy and and well lit and then there's a lot of other scenes where it's just like two guys in an 80s bar talking to each other and it's like couldn't be more boring looking yeah. or whatever you know? I mean the first like 30 or 40 <laughs> minutes of this thing is like actively dull where yeah. almost nothing is happening that's that would, would, would have been a, the place to cut a lot of the stuff out there's just, just kind of need like I'm like a, getting a half hour just into like, this movie going like can the movie start please yeah, yeah. yeah. just like just like uh, tighten it yeah. Like there's a lot of parts where you could tighten stuff in this. I don't know. It felt like that was like where it really needed to just be like. It's got like you know four visits to his office before yeah. you know like we start to figure things out. It's, it's got like, a lot of plot in it. So, yeah. but like you know, there's a way to t- there's a way to tell a little faster. It's a hundred percent not the sort of thing where you go like that's over long, but I don't know where you know you're right. like oh I could you know I could absolutely cut, I could I could cut fifteen minutes off of this thing right now. Yeah, yeah. entire scenes probably. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, you're damaged goods, but you're also my wife. And if you ever embarrass me like that again, I'll fucking kill you. Nice. Eric Roberts. Oh, this is a funny... <laughs> this is Uma Thurman when uh, when she's doing the kind of like Freud talk. And then he and then Richard Gere kind of goes like, uh, like, tell me again about the, uh, the fancy wrapping paper. Yeah. She goes, you'd say something like that. What, 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 that it symbolizes pubic hair? I knew that you'd say something disgusting like that. And he's like, I didn't uh, say anything she's, like that. I think she's like playing up her craziness. Absolutely. This is all part of the plan. Yeah. Um, but this is, oh, and this is another part where she's talking and, and you get the Freudian, the, the, the Freudian bull crap. And she, he goes like, what do you think? He's talking about her dream where there's a gun in her dream. What, he's, what do you think the the gun is the gun is my surrogate penis <laughs> the safety being on is my ambivalence to the phallic fantasy and the bullets are semen yeah the bullets are semen <laughs> the bullets are amazing semen. well that okay should have been then a, that well, should have been the title of the movie well that wraps everything up in a nice neat little package <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry if it sounded sarcastic um the bullets are semen the bullets are semen ah uh, great ratings two and a half juds mm. very boring movie it would have gone much lower if it weren't for the last twenty minutes. Pretty fun, <laughs> pretty fun stuff there. Yeah, I've seen this like four times now. I think over the years. Wow. wow. Just because it's like <laughs> one of those things where, like, you know, eight years will go by and I'll be like, "Remember five minutes? All right." And then I just forget again. Uh, hopefully, this will be the last time. <laughs> it's well, you um, never know with Matt Lynch. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I'm gonna give. I it, think you're at the halfway point mark of watching this <laughs> <right>? movie. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna give it three Douglases. Especially for that sex scene. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to give it uh, 10 out of 10 semen bullets. <laughs> the bullets are semen. Yeah. And the bullets are semen. 
Okay. Uh, I'm going to give it three and a half, Judds. Wow. You know, I probably it probably is more of a three Judd th- sort of thing. But once again, I did watch The Real McCoy before this. <laughs> and <laughs> everything is like a breath of fresh air where you're like, a movie is trying to do a thing and mostly succeeding. Wow. Yeah. Kim Basinger is awake. <laughs> Amazing. I mean, there's like I like you know like I like all the, the flourish like the the opening stylized scene. I was just sort of like, oh, ooh, yep. neat. And I loved I loved the ending. And then you know, it's just a, it's my kind of silly. Let's put it that way. Like very very consistently silly in a fun sort of way. Uh, the way the way that I like a thing to be. Yep. I'm gonna give it two and a half uh, Douglases. Uh, I mean, for that sex scene, and then there's the, the Freudian stuff, but it's it's not that much. Like two and a half. Is he like that's that's pretty good? Hmm. There's nudity in it. Richard Gere uh, pumping into thrusting. Yeah, it's, it's there are boobs bo- involved. Boobs are involved. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you you gave it semen bolts already. Of course God I did. It. Look, I mean I'm that's this, I'm good at it. What do you want? Uh, and I get to go first. Oh shit! I'm gonna give it. 10 out of 10 uh, lighthouses that really should be demolished at this point. <laughs> I mean, right? like, come on now. This is a death trap. Um, I'm going to give it three. I think it's a solid three. It's like, it would be two. It would be, for me, it was two and a half, except for then the, the last stuff at the end brought me, woke me, woke me up entirely. And I was like, ah, okay. Because it all kind of, it was all the stuff that happened at the end was stuff from early. So it all like, became like all right it all came back okay pretty cool yeah pretty cool uh i'm gonna give it three three douglases i think it's it's pretty it's pretty horny oh semen bullets you know the bullets are semen all the all the creepy (laughs) shit every everything that eric roberts does pretty much roberts is fun and he like he's like get undressed and and give me a blowjob and he keeps keeps telling her underrated especially at this time he does a he's like a really gleeful mustache twirling villain uh have you ever seen star 80 Oh God! Uh, he uh, <laughs> woof. That's a great movie. He, he um, he he's always also like ta- telling her you got to take care of yourself. I tell you, you don't take care of you yourself. Take care you of your don't body. Do, you don't take care of your body or whatever. And he's like, yeah. It's all very, and he's always doing it when he's like take care of her? naked or yeah, whatever. He's constantly either fully naked or shirtless or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so Just I, this, give it that three. also happens it, in, uh, that's in right. Heaven's yeah. Prisoners too. Although he's got cornrows in that. Yeah, Eric Roberts was right. working very hard on his body this time, <laughs> and uh, we wanted to show wanted it up. And Janelle was going to help him. And I'm going to give it. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to give it ten out of ten. Uh, Cra- crazy Satan drawings from the planet <laughs> Garfield or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. Remember? And that's it's like a, the a weird thing right. that one of his patients uh, painted of him yeah. who was clearly very mentally unstable and then he swaps them out to make it seem to like those seem are like Kim, she Kim did. She's like, they're from the planet Garblat, right? Or whatever. And you're like, oh, uh, woo, she's really crazy. She's, she's really, really she's I really, I did like that because after they drag her away kicking and screaming, the two guys are like, what did she think? We were district attorneys or yeah. something? That, that chick is crazy. <laughs> they're like, we thought you were exaggerating, but this is going to make a tremendous case study. Yeah, th- we're going to throw away very the key. Funny. I, I think that's why <laughs> I like... <laughs> I think that's room. ultimately why I like the movie is exactly that shit that I think I normally hate. But, like, I was enjoying when the people would go, like, what did she think we were, district attorneys? And you're like, yeah, we... What? Why are you... Like, they're saying stuff to us that we already know to other characters Try to guess which one of the inmates is a cannibal. <laughs> it was just kind of... Surprised. It was just kind of, like, corny and... and, yeah. and Dopey and dumb. I honestly think it's like its <laughs> clear intention of being a Hitchcock homage lets it get away with a lot of kind of dumb stuff. Yeah. I wish I wish, I wish I could it was go a better, with you because it's it a bad better. one. 
But yes. I, I wish it was a better Hitchcock homage. I wish it was, as people say, Brian De Palma just right. doing Hitchcock. If this was an hour 40 tops and way more stylish, you'd be talking about a five judge oh movie. Oh my god. I mean if we, I mean if we're I mean we're it's talking so if we're cool. talking like Brian De Palma directing this, he's got a whole fucking set piece that's around the you know what I mean? Right. That's around exactly. the crumbling uh, lighthouse or and something. And make it you a, know, four, like a make it a four well, Douglas movie. If it, was, if it was a Brian De Palma movie, you'd get two yeah. maximum or minimum two. And what the first set piece of the lighthouse would be uh, its own oh whole thing, God. where you're setting up all the shit. Exactly. And and then they probably fuck in the lighthouse. Exactly. Yeah, it'd be sleazy. You know, while they're fucking, you're going. So, the camera's going around and doing it's all this super stuff. slow mo. Yeah, exactly. and then and then at the end, he brings it all around. Does sort of maybe even does the same move. Yeah. and like shows you the thing again. And, be and, so the awesome. ending, and the ending would be like more tragic somehow too. Yeah, he'd yep. find a, he'd find some weird sad pathos in it, which is absolutely not there. Anyway, in this one, you're like, yeah, hey, she uh, fell. You know, it's, we it's a fool's errand to speculate. It, about well, this, but right? I mean, you know, we've done that before, where sure. it's like, what if Brian De Palma directed this? Which is a, definitely definitely a thing that happens with the genre. WWBDPD. Like, what if the guy who's the master of this did this? And this one particularly stinks of like, well, that would have been cool. Yeah, <laughs> that certainly would have been better. Yeah, you know this guy's trying, and he gets he gets a few he gets a few things that he does, but for the most part, it's like I don't know. Like all of his movies, like there's a there's like some hope. Sometimes you're like, oh, this is pretty stylish. Uh, well, too bad the rest of I, it is. I, you know. I don't remember any of Heaven's Prisoners. I remember thinking Heaven's Prisoners. Heaven's <laughs> Prisoners. I've always had a soft spot for. He made yeah. a really interesting uh, Irish mob movie called State of Grace with Sean Penn and Gary uh, Oldman. Right. Is he the one who directed Harris. Rattle and Hum? Yes. Yeah. There you go. All right. All right. Well, anyway, play the blues, Edge. Speaking of a movie that would be better, I guess, if anybody directed it, else directed it, or if nobody like directed direct, it. I, this is just a movie that, it's, that it's, they shouldn't have made. I think, you don't well, have I think to make movies. I think, I think it's, it's a real I think shame a movie. that it sucks because I love Russell Mulcahy. Yeah. And this is fucking garbage. I think when you say it's a movie you didn't have to make, I think that's exactly the problem. Is that I think it ended up being a movie that they some that they had to make. Oh, it was like one it, of those things. I don't know, no, but that's what it feels like, doesn't it? It feels a like movie a movie made under duress. It feels like a movie where they were like, shit. Well, we've got all these things lined up. Nobody wants to do this, but we have to because we've already, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like when the heads had, are gonna it, roll if this movie doesn't get made. Like this had this. We have to, we have a release date. This movie has to get made because it feels otherwise. It feels like why. Why does this exist? Unless they absolutely had to make it because they'd already put money down. It's the real McCoy, <laughs> 1993. Karen McCoy. The Karen McCoy was a real professional. Doing what? I robbed banks. JT Barker was not. Hey, are you who I think you are? <laughs> you are, I can't believe it. You're my hero. What do you want, my handbag? I got a proposition for you. I know these people. What people? Well, people like Jack Schmidt. I don't work for bastards. Boy, oh boy. Uh, this movie is difficult. There's a there's also just like a lot of stuff that well it's got it's the like Russell Mulcahy and I'm like uh huh and it's a heist movie and I'm like okay and it's got Val Kilmer and I'm like whoa, whoa. and then it's like one of the most inert things that you'll ever see. Thankfully, it's only like an hour forty five. At the very but least, I mean, it isn't over long. It feels long though at that point, and it's just it's like I you know what I all I remember about this movie is that uh, she gets out of prison, wants to reunite. Well, she and she's a cat burglar. And she wants to reunite with her son, and Terrence Stamp is the bad guy. And I watched this guy. less than 24 hours ago. <laughs> well, it, the movie begins with her in her uh, salad days as a famed 
a highly competent cat burglar yeah. named whatever her name is, named McCoy. Mrs. Real McCoy. Mrs. McCoy. Mrs. McCoy. Mrs. Dr. McCoy. Oh, it's Karen. Her name, Karen. Her name is Dr. McCoy. It's Karen McCoy. And yeah. uh, <laughs> she's a Karen. And uh, Karen. And this this movie is constantly like uh, like afterwards, like in the middle, people are going like Karen, the Karen McCoy, the best, and and everyone's constantly talking about her like she's a legend, and she never does anything. We well. never see her do anything right. <laughs> she, yeah. With the very first scene that we see, she gets busted. She she gets uh yep. thrown in jail for trying. And, and it's like one of like a half-hearted attempt at showing like a cool heist sort of scene where there's like stuff like holes being cut in walls yeah. and laser, and there's there's laser dispersion. And smoke and whatnot, and, and you're kind of like, okay, okay. And then she just gets busted, like yeah. helicopters fly up over her, and then she goes to jail. And then it, as soon as she gets out of jail, she's like, and that's all behind me. I don't want to be an interesting person anymore. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to get back into it. I'm just going to like take, like raise my child and be a boring, and boring for, somehow person. This, somehow this hot Kim Basinger uh, cat burglar hooked up with fucking Nick Cersei from Castaway. <laughs> Who's just like a wad? Maga. Well, I don't know if he's Maga. He's Maga. Is he Maga? Maga Nick Cersei. Yeah. Hey. But I mean, he's you know he's a schlub. Yeah. In this movie, and it's like that's your ex. Anyway, that uh, that yeah, shit always bugs me. I mean, in in her her and and that would have been a while ago too, because they but, had a kid together, yeah. and that, so supposedly that was in her exciting cat burglar days. Yes. She married this schlub. This guy who fucking works as a what is he like an accountant or something? Works at a used car just, lot. I don't yeah, know. he works at a used car lot. I think he's just a fucking, he's just a nonce. Ugh. <laughs> And he's like a lame-o, and, and so he, the, the movie's called The Real McCoy. Like, her name is in the title, so you're kind of like, oh boy, here we go, a real character, a real interesting character, mm. like an outlandish, like, super cat burglar. Nope. No, no, she's just a nice, boring lady who wants to, like, raise her kid and doesn't want to get in any trouble for most of the movie. Unfortunately, she runs into Val Kilmer. Kim Basinger oh, you guys is barely awake. Talking about it. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, I had to go to the bathroom. Sorry, I man. Be, I thought you'd be done talking We're about We're going to have to do it. Uh, did you talk about how this movie's... What happened in it? Oh, wow, I just woke up. What happened in this movie? Oh, not much. She, so she, so <laughs> Val she Kilmer's gets- barely in it. She gets out of jail and, and like occasionally people go like McCoy, we're going to want you to steal things for us and she's like, No. I made a vow in jail that I'm going to be the most boring character in the history of film. And uh and and, and that's pretty much she's in like Kim Basinger's boring. The character on pa- on paper is boring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, she doesn't want to do anything interesting, and she basically gets pressured into robbing stuff so she can save her kid. By Terrence Stamp, who also got her put in prison the first time, or yeah, because he she, they're robbing the same bank, right? The plan, the plan, the next, the big caper that they're building to in this movie is them robbing the same, the same bank, bank that she didn't yeah. successfully rob the first time, and is it because she she was robbing it for him, and then and got he, caught? I think he got her busted somehow. But then, but then he wants to rob it again. I don't know. Okay, good. Well, none of us were. <laughs> but, 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 he, but he's also he's also like the mega. This movie also has like an, a, 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 a like violent aversion to stakes of any kind, like yeah. any kind of intensity. There's a whole there's a whole part of it where they kid, where Terrence Stamp kidnaps her child. Yeah, and the kid at one point goes like, "I like it." <laughs> He likes me because he basically he's just lives fun. in Terrence Stamp's mansion. mansion with a with a pool, and he's enjoying himself. At one point, she's going like, "We got to get out of here," and he's like, "Well, all right, I guess." There's also I a, like it. <laughs> there's also a whole thing where she he does the kid doesn't. She's been in prison for so long. This this kid doesn't know that that's his mom. Or he, and she told and and his dad told him that his mom died. 
Yeah. Instead of telling him she went to prison, and the whole movie you're like, that's underneath going like, are you gonna, are you gonna say it? Are you gonna say it? And then it's like essentially like just like sort of like a whiff at the end. Where yeah, it's at the like, end. Like, hey, he's your, he's your, she, he, she's your mom. You're, you're a kid. Okay, let's go. Fine. You're mad. You're kind of like, oh, was that supposed to be funny? Or is that just, or is just, but it feels like. It is like funny the, because Val Kilmer's in a saint costume. If, yeah. He is in a saint costume yeah. at one point. Val, yeah, Val Kilmer. What's Val Kilmer doing in this? Why do they exactly. like each other? They, uh, they don't figure that do out. They? I don't know if they really do. I mean, they, they clearly, I think that the idea was that they were supposed to be a romantic item and then that, that just wasn't happening. I could, I could, I don't know for sure. I didn't do any research on this one, but I'm just assuming that maybe Kim Basinger and Val Kilmer did not get along very well. I mean, that would stand to reason. I don't think anybody gets along. I don't know anything. I don't know anything about the production of this movie, and I didn't do any digging. I would be shocked if they did get along very well. Frankly, yeah. If you think if there's anybody who, I mean, most people are irritated by Val Kilmer, but I feel like Kim Basinger in particular would be like, I don't need this fucking shit. (laughs) I'm Kim Basinger. I don't fucking need to deal with this Joker. The thing that. Breaks my yeah. oh. The thing that breaks my heart the most about this movie is that it's from the guy who directed like fucking Highlander and Ricochet. Russell yeah. Mulcahy. And how do you make something like this bland? Yeah. I mean, he's, he's got such specific flourishes to his direction, too, and you just don't see any of them in this. Yeah. I mean, there is the he's also. He's made bad movies. He's made other bad also. movies, but I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. There's also the persistent rumor that he was a terrible alcoholic. And, uh,. I also hear that he didn't actually direct Resident Evil 3. It was the second unit guy. But there that's the best one. <laughs> it is one of the better ones. Uh, um, frustrating. Uh, yeah, it's just, so this is really, yeah. really disappointing I mean, all around. It just stinks of like a movie that like got made by people who were like, yeah, okay, let's We finish. need to let's secure finish. the insurance company bond, exactly. so let's finish the let's movie. Let's finish the movie. Hopefully we'll make some of our money back. Yeah. Yeah, we don't like care. Money, man, money and jobs were on the line, and that is why the movie fought, w- 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 they got through making the movie. If there was a nobody sp- wanted yeah. to do it, th- and nobody wanted to even pretend like they wanted to look like they wanted to do it. No. Kim Basinger is on the her off switch is fully on in this. She's just like her off switch is on. Her off switch is on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even even t- good even, enough. <laughs> even Terrence Stamp isn't like doing anything. Yeah, like which is like rare. Yeah. Like, he's not even, like, turning it up while he's like, I showed up. That's good enough. I think he's doing, like, a southern exit that takes he place is in Georgia. Trying, sort of doing a southern exit. But it's exit. also, like, but in such a way that's like, I don't really care that much. The director's not telling me I'm doing it wrong, so I'm going to just still lazily kind of do this. But he's not, but, like, Kim Basinger, to me, was like, there's, I mean, everything's wrong with this movie, but she was the main problem because she's the main character. Her name is in the title. Right. And she, it, she's, it's hard to, to pull off not being in a movie that you're the star of, but she somehow manages to do it. <laughs> it's pretty wild. It's like she, you, you'd expect her to sort of like hide behind people in shots and stuff. Like, I'm not actually here. I'm like, no, no, no. Your name's going to be on the top of the poster. I'm sorry, Kim. Maybe it was a miserable shoot. I don't know. Well, this was. This wasn't even like a like bad time necessarily for her career. It was like ninety three. Post Batman. Post Batman. I think she did it something. Post Final Analysis. <laughs> yeah, the the year after Final Get- Analysis. When was Getaway? Uh, Getaway. I think a little bit after this. Ninety five okay. or something like that. Before. Um. So it wasn't like she was just constantly. There, there was maybe this was around the time maybe that the boxing done, Helena you know, thing was happening. We should have done Getaway instead of instead of. This. Well, we can still do it. I yeah. know. I'm just saying. Although I think that movie's miserable too. But yeah, it's definitely it's, not as fucking boring as it's, this. It's though. Yeah, it's definitely not as. <laughs> I mean, I think that movie fucking sucks also, but it doesn't. Uh, I don't. I guess it, uh, technically it doesn't fucking suck as much as the real McCoy. No, that would be. 
that's my. This well, has got to be one ha- of the you worst can have movies that, we've done. You can have that. The '90s is the getaway. Yeah, this has got to be one of the worst <laughs> movies we've watched. I remember when this movie came out. Well, and, it's so, and it's, it was just very briefly a punching bag for critics, and then it was they were even like, "But I don't have the energy to." <laughs> yeah. Fuck that. No. Hey, this is the, one of the worst movies of the year, and also who cares? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I constantly. I mean, I've said this like four times already. I don't remember anything about it, and I watched it last <laughs> night. I watched this two days ago. Yeah, and I'm barely, I'm barely remembering shit. It's like Val I Kilmer. I remember the remote control car under the trash can was kind of funny. Oh, yeah. yeah. These they, little feints that, like, maybe there was something in the screenplay that had some sort of appeal to it way down, way earlier on. But even then, it's like... I feel uh, like I was watching a fucking TV pilot. But even then, Roger Ebert points out in his review, he's like, he names all these caper movies, and then is like, this anyway, isn't that very good. this movie is... It's like, the people who saw that were like, what if we did that, but not as good? I'm paraphrasing, <laughs> but essentially, like, he's... And you're kind of like, yeah, when you, even when you get to the caper scene, you're like... Okay, so now you're gonna do sort of just a caper scene. Here, and he's so, even the thermal lance. That's the most yeah, they do. Example. They rip off. That's you know what, dude. I I wrote the last time I watched this. I wrote about it on Letterboxd, and I had to look up that review to just remember if I'd seen this before. And I was like, oh, I mentioned the thermal lance then too. And like I texted you guys about it last yeah. night, and I forgot about it until you just <laughs> mentioned it right now. I think that this, uh, there's a fantastic... Um, the balls kind of, on this movie to do the thermal lance thing. But though. there's I mean, a fantastic like, like visual metaphor in this movie because they do the thermal lance scene, of course, from Thief, which we talked about in Michael Manuary, one yes. of the best movies you'll ever see. Yeah. Oh, no, don't make don't remind me of that movie. But in, the, in Thief, when he begins it, the, the lance is like 30 Huge. feet yeah, long yeah. because he's using this whole... The, 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 yeah, that's no, how you burn in this, the they steel. have like a stupid laser and gun with it, a, like a thing, a little tiny pipe attached but to the front. But there's still little lance but yeah. it's little it's like three feet long it's yeah. like the lance is a little dick compared to the thief's yeah. big dick like there's like a visual like phallic matchup going on they're like i know we're not that good we're not gonna do a big <laughs> a I, big thermal lance we got a little one am i misremembering too that like once they get into the like it's a big high-tech bank with a big high-tech vault but they got to get with a thermal lance and then they get into the vault and it's like in a cave no. Ye- no, this is actually quite similar to the Ocean's Eleven heist. <laughs> there are actually some interesting parallels where they have to go into an elevator and then it takes you down to the ca- to like this uh, like deep super vault yeah. that they have underneath there. And then they are using like re- uh, looped like footage to distract people. Underground and shit, though? It like, is underground, yeah. yeah. Like, but the, I remember the vault being like just like brown like stone walls mm. and stuff with money. Just, like just some stacks of money laying there around. Are, it is, well, it is an, a vault. They open the door and there's just stacks of cash. Yeah. Inside, but inside the vault, shelves. after you've gotten through like three or four doors, yeah. so it's not like just money. Looking. It's not just money in a cave. <laughs> That's what it, I remember it looking like. That would have been awesome, but whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's drab looking and stuff. Look, I'm not. Look, I'm not. I don't want to come to the defense of the real. No, McCoy. certainly not. <laughs> uh, too much. Can we get a fake McCoy in here, please? <laughs> that would be more fun, probably. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the real McCoy is very boring. I mean, she and she like the whole pl- her whole plan is like she you know so she agrees to do this uh, under duress to do this heist with Terrence Stamp and his uh, his thief team, and then she her plan is to like get them and they're stealing the money and then lock them away in there. Yeah. So she locks them in the vault, and, and then she's gonna the go, and then she goes and steals a bunch of money from Terrence Stamp's house that he has or something. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and that's the very ending of the movie. And then and then also and then they go to thro- Rio. Also throughout the uh, the chef from uh, Ernest goes to camp is her parole officer who's a dick. That's right. And he. And he, maybe he gets, we could come to some gets, sort like, of attacked, arrangement. He gets attacked by a tiger at some point, but he's he's like sells her out to Terrence Stamp because he's a bad guy, 
and he gets like attacked by tigers, and I think he gets killed nope. at the end or something. Of course he doesn't. No, okay, because well, she blows. There's a bomb that goes off or something. He's, he's a, like, he is as loathsome a creature as you can think of. This like sleazy fat guy who's kind of yeah. like, hey, maybe we can, maybe you can do something for me, <laughs> just like super gross and like taking advantage of this shitty situation yeah. that she's in. And so at the end, uh, they, they go careening over. He's like on the car, and they go careening right. over this fence into the tiger cage. Um, that Terrence Stamp has. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh my God, he's going to get eaten by tigers. But of course not, because this isn't a kind of movie where well, fun no, things but- happen. And he turns up later on and yeah. he's like, the tigers maybe got at him a little bit, but he's fine. But do they kill him at the end? No, she just knocks him out with like okay. a rifle butt. And then a bomb goes off and she's like, <laughs> they're like, what happened? Valkymer's like, what happened? Which is one of his four lines in the movie. And then she's like, nothing, let's go. Oh, and meanwhile, also Nick Searcy's trying to like get money. F- he wants to get money from her because he's got some kind of like. He's some sort of sleazy car dealer or something, right? And he's got, like, some kind of thing hanging over his head. And and also, like, she kidnaps their son, which I think he could just call the cops about. Like, like she kidnaps this, like, because she's been in prison. Like, it's kidnapping at the end when they take that kid. Like, to, it's her, to Rio, oh, yeah. it's her, yeah, it's her son, but, like, that is still, that's, like, considered kidnapping. Because he could be like, yeah, my wife who just got out, my ex-wife who got out of prison kidnapped my son. And they'd be it's like, fine. yeah, you're going back to prison. He's fuck him. He's MAGA. Who cares? It's going to Rio. They're going to Rio. I'm uh, not I'm not saying for him. I'm just saying, like, yeah. maybe don't kidnap your, your fucking weird, shitty your son. Your weird, shitty son. <laughs> Do you want him to be raised by the most boring cat burglar of all time or the drippiest drip guy of all time? I'd, I mean, take those the, are the I'd honestly take the cat burglar. But tough yeah. choice. It's tough a, choice. It's but, a, it's, it is a surprisingly tough choice. Yeah, a guy's probably got a TV at his at his house, though. Like I They've mean, got TVs in Rio. There is an, yeah, an, an, an incredible... Kids, kids everything's, learn, everything's in Portuguese. He's going to have to learn Portuguese, though. That's not going to be fun for him. Well, and they're fascists now. Yeah, that's right. Well, not, but not then. Not then. That it was it was all rainbows and and, and roses. Yeah, in Brazil there were no favelas in nineteen ninety three for sure. No problems. Things were going great. Uh, Don't worry, be happy. You know, but there's a, but there's like that a is fa- the famous Brazilian song. Don't worry, be happy. Yeah. There's a funny sort of just like this isn't how things work aspect when like at the be- uh, you know the beginning of the movie when she gets out of jail and she goes and she's like I want to see my kid of course. I have a kid and I wasn't in jail that long. Yeah. <laughs> the kid's like eight or something like that. Right. And then he's like. I uh I told her uh, uh, child that you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> what did you want me to tell her? Tell him that his mom was in jail for for six, cat burglary for six years. No, I I did the reasonable thing and told her told him you were dead, and I'd appreciate it if you would keep up the facade. And she's like, "Ooh, that really steams me." But yeah, okay, I'll pretend that I'm some lady who just knows every intimate detail of the life that you had with your mother, but isn't your mother. <laughs> It's just fucking nonsense. Yeah. You'd think you could even go to CPS and say, like, look, I know I don't have custody because I was in jail, but this guy said that I was dead. That's I think she up. has some legal recourse I'm not dead. I, and she, he is my son. <laughs> right. There's, she has some rights. She really does. <laughs> yeah. I don't feel like I'm being naive there. I think that she has a case. <laughs> but she just, I guess, accepts it and is like, ooh, well, I'll figure out something. Well, she gets back at him by kidnapping this kid. <laughs> and also then, like, there's a scene where he tries to steal money from her damn but Val Kilmer punches him. Yeah. That's where you get that. Yeah, but he's fine. It is like sure. it is like doing the caper comedy stuff. To, I mean, it's know. attempting. Val Kilmer is, yeah. trying, Val to com- is trying to do a comedic performance. Val Kilmer's introduced in a, in a hilarious scene. Yeah, he's a bumbling... He's a bumbling crook who has access to a nice uh, ha- house for some reason where Kim Basinger ends up staying. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that's all about. He's like a fan of hers. 
Yeah, he's one of those people who's like, the Karen McCoy, the lady who did one heist and got caught? The real McCoy? The, <laughs> the real McCoy? Wow. You're just as boring as your reputation. <laughs> no wonder you got caught. <laughs> no eye contact. Uh, just kind of looking down at your shoes through the whole movie. All right. Woo! You sure were Are there good. any good lines in this? Uh, are we done already? I mean, are, are we? What else do we have to talk about? <laughs> I don't know. They do get away at the end. There's a brief period where they, there's a brief uh, shot of some cops coming on. You think they're going to get caught at the end, but then they don't. They're there for a different Whoa. reason. The plane takes off and the movie ends. Any Anything to gin up even a modicum of suspense, like even a fucking iota of energy. There's a part in it when Kim Basinger is uh, like puts some dogs to sleep with steaks that she uh, she rubs takes a bunch night, of night sleeping pills. pills and grinds them up and yeah. then rubs them into the steaks and knocks the dogs out. And I want those sleeping pills, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Wait, you just take them and they put you to sleep? Well, Fuck yeah. Only if you're a dog. Oh, it only works for dogs. I just take Tylenol PM. Don't you try that? And it knocks you right out? Not right out, but like if I take two of those, I'll fall asleep within about you, 40 minutes. Do you rub it in a steak? No, I just take them. You got pills. You got to rub it. You got to rub it. I want to rub. I want to. I want to like get that a steak. That would make the steak taste pretty bad. It would. Rub, rub some medicine in there, and then it would eat ruin that the steak. pills and the steak. I don't know. This pills ruin the taste of the flavor. <laughs> steak. All, all I'm saying is, I want sleeping pills. Flintstones chewable morphine is what that, you need. That if I take a couple of them, then a burglar could come in and steal my stuff, and I wouldn't be able oh, to that, jack shit nothing, about it. Nothing puts me out like that. Uh, but those things, but they they do like they do help with the like you know your mind's racing and you can't sleep. Yeah, but they do help that just sort of like go away. Well, I've been doing this fentanyl stuff, and that seems <laughs> to work pretty good. I grind that up and put it on a steak. You yeah. can't taste it at all. <laughs> okay, that's honestly, good. if you that's just touch that stuff, you pass out. You might die. Yeah. You just touch it, you fucking... And you live right down the corner from like where, you, where you get all the fentanyl. The fentanyl's right down the street, guys. Yeah, it really is. It's just right there. I mean, literally, we're not joking. If you look at fentanyl, you'll die, though. 12th and Jackson, right down the street. That's where you can get some fucking fentanyl. Little Saigon. <laughs> the worst neighborhood in town. Alle- allegedly the worst neighborhood in town. Did you see they're closing the bus stop at 3rd and Pike? Yeah. Unbelievable. That's the second worst neighborhood in town. Yeah, they well, they pushed everybody from 12th and Jackson. They all went to 3rd and Pike. And Pine, and then they pushed them out of there. Yeah, it's almost like uh, and they're closing the bus stops to make it so people, people, out of people a place. stand there. Yeah, it's like if you chase people out of a place and don't give them anywhere else to go, they'll just go somewhere else. Yeah, like it's uh, it's almost like they're uh, papering over the issue. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. real McCoy, the real McCoy <laughs> is uh, <laughs> speaking of papering over the issue, <laughs> the issue of needing to make a movie. Yeah, they papered over that. I guess they had to. It feels like they had to, and they did, and now it's over. Yeah, this feels like a big fat contractual obligation. Absolutely, for everybody involved. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Kim ba- Kim Basinger was not going to be in this movie. Uh, without, how is Val Kilmer? How is Val Kilmer in this after the Doors? That's weird. <laughs> it's so is weird. That right, at, right after the Doors. I'm just saying it's after the Doors. Oh, okay. I mean, how is Val? This is not a point where Val Kilmer is like like it's post. It's post more, more Jim Morrison pre Batman. Yeah. yeah, it's it's like when Val Kilmer would have been headlining movies, or at least had you know, and he's and he's. In this, barely. Mm-hmm. Like, it would be advertised as starring her and him, and he's barely in it. But at the end, but at the end of the movie, uh, they it is Val. They, they, they clearly there was not them kissing or anything like that was never was not never gonna happen. Kim Basinger was, or Val Kilmer no. both were both like fuck that. No, just, was she married to Alec Baldwin partners. at the time? I think so. That might be part of it. Oh God. Really? I mean, he's a notoriously controlling piece of shit. Ugh. But uh, 
but yeah, there, there's a part when they're they're on the airplane going to Rio. There's even like a false sort of thing where like the cops yeah, show yeah. up and they're like, oh no, we're busted. Yeah. And it turns out they're just putting an organ on there uh, to to fly to Rio for an organ. Oh, transplant. you remembered why the cops were there? I didn't. Even, yeah, I've forgotten that. That's right. why. And it's like, ah. Oh. And then and then Val is sitting next to Kim, and then they kind of like sort of do a like shoulder hug. And that's like the most physical affection they yeah. could get him to show where they're like, ah, you're all right, buddy. They're, anyway, I guess we're going to live together with your kid. L- it's like they're buddies, but it's weird. <laughs> B- barely. It, if it was anybody but Val Kilmer, it might not seem as weird. But yeah. it's Val Kilmer, and you're like, he's supposed to, you're like, okay, so he's like the star of this movie along with her. He's a big name. He's <laughs> definitely was, a big name at this time. He was Val Kilmer. It's Val Kilmer. <laughs> get basically he was, was a big name. He was famous. Yeah. I, mean, I want to look at something if real you make, quick here. If you make that movie... I mean, it's the movie about them, like, hooking up as thieves, right? Oh, yeah. This this seems like the, the worst permutation of this combination of elements that you could have possibly gotten. Like, because, again, like all, the, like, all the stuff on t- on, on paper, you're kind of like, cool, all right. You I know, mean, Cat Burglar the, movie, Russell script, Mulcahy, maybe. Val Kilmer, uh, Terrence Stamp, Kim Basinger, sure. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He did this right after True Romance and Thunderheart. What, um... Wow. And then the next one, his next movie after this was Tombstone, and then Batman. Jeez, and like <laughs> crazy. I mean, it's one of those where you think like this: this script had to, it, the script that they ended up with is the most generic shit. So, what was the script that they started with? It had to have been that. I mean, sure. like it like feels like where would this even have been fixed? You know? Yeah. Like just like let's make the most generic, boring caper movie of all time. I guess so. Except like the the one interesting ripple would be like that it's this woman thief who then is out of prison the thing with her kid or whatever but that's so but like you said she, nobody's invested in anything in this so you can't care yeah did you guys know There's that no val stakes. kilmer was the voice of kit in the 2008 reboot series of knight rider i sure did not i didn't know that <laughs> oh wow well i'm glad we learned that if we didn't if we came out of real mccoy with anything it's that we now know that wow so. i might actually watch an episode of that show just to see how that is yeah <laughs> I'm sure the show is terrible, but I'm curious about how that works. Uh, I did want to point out that during this heist at the end, with, that she ends up f- flipping the script and uh, taking the power back and locking oh, he up was Terrence in the Jane Stamp Silent Bob sequel with the tiny little uh, he with plays the tiny Blunt little man. Mm-hmm. Oh God, I'm so sorry, guys. Oh, Val. <laughs> but there, there is a like when they're robbing this huge Atlanta bank. It, the take is eighteen million, yeah. and there's about fifty people on the crew. So yeah. it's like eighteen million <laughs> split fifty ways. Like we're all gonna be able to live for six months off of this. It's gonna be the one of the bigger capers we ever did this year. It's tremendous. At least when the Oceans had eleven guys, they stole like a hundred million dollars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, even a million, ten million each. Even a million dollars is a lot of fucking. Money. I would yeah. like oh, just to have man. a million. If I could have, please, just one million dollars, that would be. I think fine. I could Can't live even a, buy a house. I could live for the rest of my life. Off yeah, of that. probably. Can't even buy a house with that much money. Don't want. Don't need, I, don't need to buy a house. house. Don't oh, need to buy a house. Oh, you're your own landlord. Just get a little, a slightly nicer <laughs> apartment, and just yeah. just spend the rest of my life not doing anything. Absolutely. I'd just stay in this apartment and literally not do anything for the rest of my yeah, life. Yeah. Well, why would you? I mean, that? but also, I mean, a year pace. That's not going to be much time. So <laughs> I could live it up. Yeah, you I could, could really, live it up pretty you well. could really go nuts. <laughs> Burning the candle at both ends. You maybe ends should over buy here. a house. Yeah. Put us in your will, and then we can get the house when you're dead. All right. You, you guys are both in my will. We can do ghost tours. Yeah. <laughs> Did he die here? No, he died somewhere else, but it's still haunted by the memories of him existing Travis. at all. <laughs> He's like, do you like beer? <laughs> nice. <laughs> 
All right, fine. We'll get to the lines. Uh, yeah, please, I want to be done. <laughs> Real Mac. That's what, it's a, a bad one like this only comes around once the, in a while. The Big That's McCoy? True. That's what we call it, the Big McCoy? We could call it the Big Mac-coy. The Huge McCoy. That seems like it's overselling The last it. McCoy. The last McCoy. The last McCoy. Uh, this is just a line uh, th- when, uh, she, you know, the classic scene where she's getting out of jail and they're going through all the items that mm. they have in their oh, pockets right. or whatever. One prophylactic. Oh, is this yeah. before we've been, is this before we find out that she's a woman? Is this how we, is this when we find that out? I think so. Is this a gag? Because they like, right. go through our stuff and it's the condom. Maybe that makes it make sense because that's, that's what he goes, one condom ribbed and she goes, guess I was ahead of my time. And he goes, is this for you or something? And he goes, I guess I was ahead of my time. And I go, what? Yeah, because I think at huh, that like point, I don't get it. I think at that point we have it hadn't been revealed that she's a woman, and then it's like, oh, what a lady! Why does she have a condom? Is that like the the gimmick <laughs> of this movie? Is that what they thought was going to be enough to hold the whole movie on? Like, imagine a thief if a thief was a lady. Yes, because I really think that's been done before. Are you serious? You really think that? I think that's, uh, I can't think of any. That's wow. that's it. That's that, that's all the movie has. That can't be right. That is. I what think if it the is. thief? Now imagine this. What if the thief was a heart, lady? You know it to be I true. I mean, I'm not disagreeing <laughs> with you. I'm more just like, really? Yeah. That's terrible. And two, imagine if that lady didn't want to be there. <laughs> <laughs> now you got something. All right. Oh, I don't even know boy. what the context. That is the- that is a tremendous issue. Just like last thing. It's stupid to make a heist movie where the where the goal is I don't want to be in the heist. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Like that ain't they are pressure that ain't into doing any it. kind of fun for anybody. Absolutely. Um, I don't know what the <laughs> I just have this line written down. I don't know who says it or what the context is, but but where do you want your new asshole? <laughs> so jeez, that's a thing someone says. What have you got to choose though? Where would you be, where would you put your other your new asshole if you had to pick? Would you shit out of your knee? Your Assholes elbow? and elbows. Would you want to? Sh- would you have to shit out of your elbow? That be that'd be something else. Would you wear long sleeve shirts all the time, or would you just let your elbow asshole just hey, like I'm, roam I'm free? I'm a free kind of guy, <laughs> yeah, you know what okay. I mean? I'm a hippie, basically. Yeah, and you don't. You, you, no. I don't see you as a Henley guy. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not all buttoned up. <laughs> you only live once with an elbow asshole. Yolo, elbow assholes, everybody. <laughs> Uh, this is a, a line when, when some. This is, I think, the husband Nick Searcy is trying to reason with her. She's some for some reason mad that she's told her child that she's dead, because <laughs> she was going to, j- to jail for like almost a decade. And uh, and he goes, "You could start another family." Oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's pretty reasonable. <laughs> hey, look. Uh, so it didn't work out with the one family. You just start another one. He's not, another he's not wrong. Come on. Uh, and then uh, again. Once again, I don't know who said this line, but you can imagine the the context. You flip a booger and it hits the floor. Cops will be all over the place. Great. So that's they're probably talking about the security. It's real the imagination bank. there. You flip a booger and it hits the floor. Cops will be all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> so don't go flipping any boogers. I would love it if there was a scene where someone flipped a booger and that actually happened. Like landed a on a pressure or a sensitive booger? plate. Don't, yeah. Booger. Don't tease Not me. Not booger. Booger. A booger. You flip a booger. Burger doesn't make sense either, but <laughs> yeah, don't go cooking up any burgers while we're doing this heist. Like, or is it like you flip a burger and the cops will come over because they like? Maybe burgers. that was her. Pro- oh, maybe that was oh, her. No, maybe that was the probation officer telling her that he she needed a better job than getting a job flipping burgers. <laughs> You'll go right back in there if you get a job at Internet. We want you white collar. <laughs> Absolutely. You work in an office or better. Yeah. 
No backer flipping. We're back to jail for we're you. We're back to jail for you. I got a job at Subway. Well, you're going back to jail. No, they're not. It's not burgers. That's true. That's better. He was specific. <laughs> just, just no burger flipping. Uh, all right, fine ratings. One Judd. Yeah. I mean that. That's that's generous. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I almost feel like it would need. It do, doesn't try hard I, enough to I, get like a, a zero or a half. Yeah, judge. it has to actively piss me off. Yeah. Right. I'm just saying. Like, no, no, no. You're right. It's not substantial. It deserves enough. nothing. Yes. Yeah. It's a zero. It's a it's zero, zero movie. It's a zero movie that we should yeah. all forget we watched. Right. And if I we haven't and already. I, I've already. <laughs> I'm well on my way. Uh, no Douglases. Jack shit. Come on. And I'm going to give it 10 out of 10 limp dick, tiny dick thermal lances. <laughs> it's a tiny little, just a little one. <laughs> hey, look, we know, we wanted to remind you of it, but also remind you that we're not even close to as good as that. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, one. I mean, how you go? How do you go any higher than that? This is just a movie that I'd be, like, you know how like there's a movie for everyone? Like, you find almost any movie and there's someone who's like, that's my favorite movie. Like, I don't think that this one, I don't think there's anybody for this one. If they did, you'd be like, really? There's no, like, some, no weirdo out there who's like, The Real McCoy is my favorite movie. Like, that just, there's just, that guy isn't out there. It can't be. <laughs> what if he is, though? I mean, I want to. What if I, it's Val Kilmer? Do you want to meet that person? <laughs> Not face to face. Val Kilmer, you're like, what's what's your favorite movie? You know, a lot of people say I'm really good in The Doors and in a Tombstone, but uh, you, know my favorite, you know what my favorite is The Real McCoy. That was the one I really enjoyed working on. The things I enjoy doing the most in my career, Shakespeare and The Real McCoy. Real McCoy. W.C. Fields. The theater. <laughs> Shredding the boards he and loves, the real he McCoy. He loves doing Shakespeare. He's a theater. He's yeah. a theaterman. A theaterman? A theaterman. All right. Uh, all right, so that was yours. You did all yours? Yeah, I'm done. All right. you did, you I did said one, one Judd. Yeah. Zero Douglases, and I'm going to give it 10 out of 10 flicked boogers. Oh, man. Even though we don't get to see any. Uh, we don't get to. One. Yeah, one. Because it didn't, it didn't upset me, and it wasn't like actively trying to annoy me, so... We still get one because it exists. <laughs> yeah, it's not like abrasive. I guess. No, no, it just sucks. It's just it's so fucking. It just. It really is. Like, it just you, sets you constantly there. Keep, it was one of those movies that I can't stress enough that you keep watching and you go, you go going like nobody is holding a gun to your head. <laughs> yeah. You don't never. You never have to make a movie. Yeah. Money, I guess. They had. They did have to. They were contracts it's, uh, in and some shit. way. They did, but yeah. nobody's life was at stake. I don't think. No. Uh, zero Douglases. And give it two tigers that didn't completely eat that guy. <laughs> they could have. They could have, but they didn't. Wouldn't have even cost them the PG thirteen or whatever they were aiming for. No, but they didn't. They could have just not cut back to that character again, and we'd be like, I guess he got I eaten by the tigers. By That's the tigers. something interesting. They're like, right. we can't have the audience thinking that something interesting happened in this movie. <laughs> we can't. We're the real McCoy. God damn it. <laughs> That's it. We did it. Oof, all we right. did it. Got it. It's anyway. over. Boy, save the worst for a, last right there. That was a there. tough note to end on, but I feel <laughs> yeah. I feel like we've all learned something. We all learned that Val Kilmer is the voice of Kit in the 2008 remake of Knight Rider. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, Real McCoy. <laughs> yeah. Hey, find the bright side in everything. Always Silver look lining. on the bright side of life. <laughs> Next time, <laughs> we're going to be doing... What we're going to tentatively call We've Got Issues. Yes. I think, we, yeah, next time We've Got Issues. I Three issue-based <laughs> drama thrillers. Yeah. 
1990, or I don't remember the years. Anyway, <laughs> The Life of David Gale. Oh, no. That's from like 2003 or Is four it really that late? Oh, yeah. Say, so we're talking We were talking about The Real McCoy being non, a non-abrasive bad movie. Well, oh boy, that's going to be one that... In, oh, in we got some rough ones coming and up. And if any of you, P.S., just in case, if any of you are listening to this and you are planning on uh, you know, listening to that podcast, we will spoil <laughs> The Life of David Gale for you. Please don't listen to the show until you watch the movie. Well, I don't know if I can. Just be no. I'm telling you, if you don't know what's going to happen in it, it's astonishingly awful. It's quite something. I don't know what's going to happen in it, so I'm, so like I'm, I I I'm urge you to try to watch excited. the life of David Gale if you can and want to because the fucking twist in it is hilarious. I, it's a twist. Ending. I will be watching it without knowing the twist. I guess it's one of the last times America was ever united as a country was in the hatred of the twist ending of the life of David Gale. And you know what? Disgusted like, people of all walks of life. I must have known what it was because I you know I've been alive. I was alive when that movie came out, mm-hmm. and I remember th- when it was in theaters. The movie theater I was working at probably at the time, and I can't, I can't fucking, I, yeah, man, left no impression. Anyway, I strongly urge you to avoid getting, getting, uh, pilled on that one until, until absolutely. All right, well, life of David Gale. Life of David Gale. Mad City. <laughs> oh, I laugh. I'm laughing just every time they say the title. I laugh because I think of uh, it's. I just think it's gonna be. It's gonna be. That's a very bad movie. This is gonna be a tough one. And uh, and <laughs> finally, and at long last, yeah. yes, a time to kill. A time to we're kill. Back to, we're back to Schumacher Grisham territory yes. again. Attk. So Matthew McConaughey, McConaughey's. Big break. This was, yeah. I mean, this was like his, uh, yeah. Anyway, Very so that's we've got issues. That'll be that uh, the next installment of the suspense is killing us. Until that time, <laughs> yeah, please, please, please get on that Patreon. See, I mean, yeah. we're pre- we're pretty far away from that one twenty-five <laughs> to, to do the, uh, the four features. We, we were we were really close. For we were, we were close. so close, and we then close. just then the gas prices or our dogma episode. Yeah. Uh, uh, cost us. <laughs> Rate us, us dearly. Review us on iTunes. Five stars only. Five stars Absolutely. only, please. And uh, yeah, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, sure. Letterboxd. Do it. We're, follow we're, us we're out here cranking out follow content. Us, follow us around if you see us. Follow us screen. around. We, we don't mind. <laughs> no. we, we don't mind. We might mind, but just do it. <laughs> do it. It'd be funny, I think, maybe. It'd be exciting. Uh, I'm always looking in mirrors in the street, you know, see if I'm being followed. I never am, so maybe it'd be every time I look, it. every time I look in a mirror, I go, "Hey, there's that guy from The Suspense is killing us." Oh, I'm surprised you can see yourself yeah. in a mirror. <laughs> wow, yeah, I was like, accusing him of being a vampire. A vampire? I mean, it's the daytime. I'm here. <laughs> He's a daywalker. I'm a daywalker, <laughs> but not like not like Blade. Not, not like cool the cool one. kind of Blade Walker. <laughs> yeah, not the cool daywalker. A chatty Blade. That's a chatty re- daywalker. That's the reason I'm still around is because none of the vampires actually give a shit about me. They're like and he doesn't. We, we he doesn't bother he us poses, and we leave him alone. Poses no threat. Poses no threat. <laughs> but he, he, you know, even if he was a cool. Killing Daywalker, he's too lazy. <laughs> I don't want to. That's a whole to do. Yeah, that's a whole schlep. I'm we just not can't get ourselves worked up about it. He's like the real McCoy of, of people. <laughs> oh, he's the oh, real okay. McCoy of Daywalkers. Oh, jeez. Right. Well, wow. Note, until next time, the suspense is killing us. Jesus. Bye. Bye. <laughs>